trophy hunters, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 19 of our bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast, coming up on 38 weeks strong, which is pretty amazing. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano, who are both ridiculously cold right now. You guys can see them. They look like they're in Antarctica, even though we're in Napa, California here. So anyway, how are you guys doing today? Freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, feelingly yeah. well. Mm. There, oh, that's a nice way to put it. I like that. Mm. I like that. What about you, Daryl? How you holding up? Doing all right. As you can see, I got my blanket on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, <laughs> I'll warm up as we get this episode rolling. Yeah, it's been um, a weird sort of fall here in California uh, for listeners who aren't from the area. You know, typically it kind of cools down late October into November, but it's been in the like low 80s the last few weeks. And now it just dropped to, I think it's like 61 or something for the high. And it's going to be that way for like the next, I don't know, week and a half to two weeks. So yeah, it was pretty funny at work yesterday seeing everyone all bundled up and acting like it was like a crazy, crazy winter. And it was like barely... <laughs> like i don't know it's funny having no. grown up in wisconsin i'm like y'all are you gotta calm down I was, dude i was gonna say con you're probably familiar but i don't know how long you've been out here but i feel like california's ruined my cold tolerance yeah for sure like in pennsylvania we actually had snow and actually had a winter right and now but now that i've been out here for eight years i can't even handle 60 degree weather i would agree yeah the only thing is like because i did I guess like six years ago. Wow, it's been that long. Wow, Jesus. Or I guess four or five years ago, I was at Duke still. So I had a couple years in a row there of winter in North Carolina, which was still like snow and pretty cold and stuff like that. And then I did a year or like a winter in uh, London before that that was really cold. So I've kind of kept my tolerance up and mm. I still prefer to wear like a t shirt if it's like 60 degrees out. That's like my preferred attire. But- you know i don't think your body prefers that though oh it does i got enough body fat. let me tell you <laughs> i don't know what my like bmi index is or whatever but we're good to go i don't need to worry about it so aside oh, from my cat that's this all up your cat's Sorry. jumping up on you oh yeah oh little kitty Sorry. yep you gotta love it how's life otherwise though guys daryl how's the move going it's going i think after this episode we'll probably start packing today so, not looking forward to that. Well, it's inevitable, my friend. It is. <laughs> but, got to get it done, because I, I definitely don't want to repeat what we've done in the past. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can do that today. One box a day, right? There you go. That's all it takes, man. I'm not saying it has to be an organized box, either. You just open it up, throw some shit in there, done. Put it aside, you know? <laughs> Like, for example, like, if you got a bunch of extra hats, because I know you're a hat guy, put those in a box, you know, the ones you're not wearing regularly, boom, that's a box, done for the day. Minimal effort, about a minute and a half to do that. Yeah. See? I think I will do that. I'm looking at my hats right now, so. (laughs) You just gave me an idea. You're like, babe, we're done. It's time to go. (laughs) We can relax again now. I got my hats. Let's move out. Yep. (laughs) Uh, what about you, Eli? I know you had a birthday recently, so both yeah. of us are 29 now. How are things? Yeah, when we were recording this, it was yesterday, mm-hmm. November 6th. So, uh, yeah, just getting a little more creaky when I get out of bed now that I'm 29. Yep. But they say the nines are the worst because you're just waiting for uh, 
waiting for the big the rollover generation change or mm-hmm. uh what what is that uh, 10 years decade 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 yep. change mm-hmm. yeah yeah so 30 does sound older for sure it doesn't sound that i mean i think the big big one is going to be like 40 you know when you turn 40 you're like whoa <laughs> so yeah 30 yeah. feels rough pretty right now like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is not looking forward <laughs> to it really <laughs> But there are plenty of people who are in, you know, the best shapes of their lives when they're in their 30s. They're still, you know, killing it. They're doing good. You know, you can pretty much do anything you could do in your 20s and your 30s still as long as you're taking care of yourself. So, yeah, plenty of people. Yeah, plenty of people, you know. Plenty. So, um, yeah, you got it. Don't worry. I started skating again recently, which you guys know. And I'm not very good. I'm just going to come right out and say I'm not very good at all. But it's just fun to go and do, like, really simple tricks. But my knees are like really sore after doing like anything, which is like, wait, what the hell? Like, when did this happen? You know, like I'll do like three tricks and I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm done now. <laughs> so I feel we're going like to go to the skate park one day after work. I mean, I'll watch you skate. I mean, I'm nowhere near to the level where I can skate a park right now yet. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. like I can ollie down a curb right now. Like that's my level of, of St. Helena is a good one. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's It'll a, be chill. The tempting chill. offer. The tempting offer. Um, yeah, we have a we have a topic that is pretty cool for this week's episode. I would say something that we teased in our previous episode, which I would encourage you all to go back and listen to uh, our Spooktober spectacular, which was a, a couple episodes, I guess. But episode eighteen didn't get enough love, I don't think. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go back, check it out. We have a good discussion on you know our favorite horror media and stuff like that before getting into the scary games we were playing in October. Uh, But this week, we have a really cool idea, I think, which is that we're going to be doing a ranking of the first-party games on PlayStation 4. Now, not all of them um, were included in this list, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but there's some good stuff in store, and uh, I just want everyone to get excited about it. And also wanted to kind of kick things off with more of a, a topical question. I see you posted something here in the discord eli that is disgusting so what is the what did you want to ask daryl and i before we get into (laughs) into shit here oh into shit i like that see nice you guys know where this is going it's fun (laughs) (laughs) well this is just what we were talking about before we uh before we went live right but uh do you sit or squat on the toilet public and personal i guess i don't know whatever you want to talk about poop related go for it can't believe you're even asking us this question (laughs) First of all, if you squat over your personal toilet, you're a psychopath, okay? I'm just going to put that out there right now. <laughs> I mean, that's your castle, you know, king of the castle. Like, that's your area, right? You're scared of your own poop? You're scared of your own toilet? I don't think so. Public restrooms, on the other hand, are a little bit different of a story. I take a pretty laissez-faire approach where I will use some toilet paper or something and wipe the seat down, Right. But then I just sit on it because I'm like, guess what? If there's germs on my butt cheek, I don't care because I'm not touching my butt cheek throughout the day. It's just touching my boxers, and I'm going to go shower at the end of the day anyway. So what's the difference? That's my stance. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. My house, free game. Free game, dude. Yep. And uh, when I'm at work, I got to wipe it down, but that's about it. It's really upsetting when people can't. I don't know what's with the, at mm-hmm. least in the men's bathroom. I don't know what's up with the aim. Mm. Like, can you not mm. put up the seat or can just what? 
how are you missing so much? Like there's fucking the whole seat's covered in pee. Right. Then I, then I usually like I'll go try the other one to see if there's less pee I have to wipe off the seat. Yep. You know. Yep. But yeah, it's pretty disgusting. The, the germs are touching like the fattiest part of my body. That's not going to touch anything else for the rest of the day. So what do I care? Exactly. You know. Exactly. Daryl, you're Darryl? being a little quiet over there, so you squat Darryl? over your... <laughs> Making me think you're a psychopath over there. Daryl's a, he's a home squatter. <laughs> he's a home squatter? <laughs> yep. Well, I guess by Colin's uh, description, I am a psychopath. Oh, my God. Because that's exactly what I do. I'm, I'm, on, I'm a polar opposite, dude. I gotta squat. <sighs> Whether it's the public or my personal toilet. Mm, mm. I'm just... I'm a freak like that, dude. <laughs> like, I... I mean, I got the legs for it. I could, I could swat there all day if I had to, but I'm not putting my ass cheeks on the toilet seat. <laughs> but like, what? I got the most pristine toilet seat because it's never been sit on. Yeah. What about your home? I mean, your home toilet. It's like, what is so scary about that? You know, like you control the entire environment in that bathroom. So. What's wrong with that? You know what I mean? I guess like the one benefit I'd say is in the winter, you're not putting your butt cheek on the cold seat. Which sucks. We all know that sucks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Especially some of those work bathrooms that are like open air, basically. Oh like, my you know, god, dude! It's like it's like that's forty rough. degrees out, and you gotta. Yeah. Especially you got like a little incident in the morning at six a.m. and it's mm-hmm. forty degrees. A little post coffee yeah. incident, you know, it's no good. Yeah, it's no good. We're losing folks here. It's I just... think. <laughs> oh wait, it's just the feeling of it, like actually sitting on the toilet seat. It it just feels abnormal to me like when i sit down mm. i feel like i'm gonna fall into the toilet bowl <laughs> and i'm a big dude but it's like when i sit down i feel like i'm gonna break the seat yeah i feel that i got my reasons yeah I, listen <laughs> i'm not gonna try to change your ways but you know just an interesting uh interesting thing to to find out about someone you know you think you know a guy he's a squatter yeah that <laughs> he's a squatter <laughs> Eat a squatter, you know. Uh, this all this all came about from getting started and uh trying to find out where CK why CK wasn't present. Yeah. And uh yeah, was said he was he was chatting on Discord while pooping. Well, whoa, whoa. I, whoa. I, I, <laughs> uh, I also use my phone in the bathroom, but Daryl uh as the psychopath he is, does not use his phone on the bathroom either. Mm. Now, I will say, I I do agree that it's probably not the most hygienic thing to use your phone in the restroom, right? I understand. Mm-hmm. But I do wipe my phone screen and everything down with, like, Lysol wipes and stuff pretty regularly, given COVID and everything. So I'm not mm. totally, like, you know, it's not like I'm going to use my phone on the crapper and then go, like, lick a text message out, you know? Like, it's <laughs> not going to, I'm not going to, like, swipe with, you know, it's not going to happen. So fear not, friends, family. Remember when they were saying COVID, they were going to like shut down all the bathrooms because COVID's getting transferred through poop particles in the bathroom? It's true. It's the thing. The true thing. That's the thing. Yep. So. Yep. I, th- I, would, I would advocate for all the listeners, if you're using a public restroom, to keep your mask on, though, please. That really bothers me. You see someone walk out of the restroom, they're not, they don't have their mask on. It's like, I'm going to go in there, dude. Your air is just hanging in the air now. You know? Mm. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't be bothered to have your mask on while you're at the urinal? How hard is that? Really? Mm. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, before we lose all of our listeners by <laughs> by devolving into a poop podcast, we should probably touch on a couple other things. Um, merch. I would advocate for folks to once again continue to check out the Discord, continue to check out the merch options that are available. Eli, you have some updates here in this in this field. I I do not. It's the same as last week. Same but, as last uh, week. Okay. Let's we can re go over it by finding it on my on my Twitch. Yep. Which is Narshire thirteen one D, and uh, the Discord obviously has a nice little link, and the other link for it, if you want to just go straight to it from a URL in your browser, is https colon forward slash forward slash merch dot streamelements dot com forward slash Narshredder thirteen with one D. There you go, folks. And uh, we do have some people that have been getting merch pretty steadily. Um, it continues to be a, a slow, steady burn, but I appreciate everyone who has supported the podcast in whatever way I think we all do, whether that's through listening or telling other people about it or getting merch or being in the Discord, being an active participant. Um, really, really appreciative of the, you know, the community that we have. So thank you guys so much for your continued listens and support. And we do yeah, have some wanted, cool things. Go ahead. Sorry. I wanted to shout out for Slugger7, boost yep. in the Discord. We got our first boost. Nice. Uh, really appreciate that, sir. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, we, we have some cool ideas in the works and some cool things coming. I know we've been saying that for a few episodes, but you just have to trust the process here. Um, 2021 is going to be a fun time, and I don't have any desire to talk about things before they are ready. That's kind of my general philosophy with life is you know until you're ready to do something or you've done it don't talk about it so that's why we're being a little cryptic here but you know just stay tuned next couple months some cool things are in store thank you guys very much anything to add there boys uh, speaking of the merch my son got me my mug pretty excited oh nice very cool <laughs> my mom my mom bought it but he went through all the things and uh picked out the mug because he made me a spider-man mug oh nice and so now he's like, now he has a Spider-Man mug and a Narshredder mug. That's so he cool. knows me pretty well. Yep. Spider-Man is great. <laughs> Spider-Man is great. Um, speaking of Spider-Man, you know, we're on the cusp of Miles Morales as well as the PS5 launch. Um, there's a lot of YouTube videos going around reviewing the consoles, whether it's PlayStation or Xbox Series X. Um, there are trophy lists that are out in the wild that you can see for Miles Morales. Um, I believe there's some info for Demon Souls that just came out a little bit ago, like a little mini state of play for that. We're going to talk about all of that on the next episode. None of us three in this podcast are getting a PS5 at launch. Um, so we don't have a whole lot to necessarily add at this point. You know, if you want a review of the console, this is not the podcast to listen to for that. That's not really what we're about, but I would encourage you guys to go and check out some of the other podcasts or videos that have been looking at that stuff. And um, yeah, that's really what I would have to say about the PS5 release, generally speaking. One thing I do want to touch on briefly, though, is there is the trophy uh, updates visually and the PlayStation app update. I'm going to pass it off to one of you guys to kind of talk about that a little because my app has not updated yet still. Mm. So yeah, I was I've been thinking, too, with the. The trophy level kind of that update came first right. and uh, we were kind of all bum bummed on it a little bit. But as I was like thinking about it, the the one difference I think they could pull from this is um, 
you know, with the more levels, they can make it uh, like more incremental changes. Right. Right. And change, change that system a little bit. So it could be, you know, it's a little different. But anyways, that was like, that was a little while ago. Now we're on to the new app update. Whoa, actually, live and update here, folks. My phone allows me to update it right now. So I'm going to update Ooh. it as we speak. But I have, not, I have not used it yet. So I'm not going to uh, have a whole lot <laughs> to say right now. Anyway, sorry about that. I'm very excited. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, too, you can pull. I think the um, the party update, too, that really had people up in arms a little bit. Uh, is a little less scary than I think originally assumed, but it also made a little more sense once I got more comfortable with the app because I haven't tried it yet, but I think you can call into the party from your phone. Yeah, you can. You can. So that was probably had something to do with, you know, this whole overhaul that they seem to be rolling out in stages. Okay. Okay. That's a good point. I, I think, yeah, I, I'm generally less uh, against the new party system than I think a lot of people were when it rolled out. Uh, it didn't really change that much. It's it's a little weird that it's like you create different parties that just exist in infinity, and then you hop into one whenever you want to chat again. I mean, it's just a different way of doing things. It, it doesn't actually change your experience on a sort of day-to-day -day or minute-to-minute -minute level, you know? It kind of does. I really in, don't in like that. In my opinion, Yeah. I don't like that party thing because like, what if you want to like you meet somebody new, then you have to go create a fucking party or add them to the new party mm -hmm. instead of just like, Hey, I ha I'm in a party. Come join my party. Right. Right. Like as soon as you're friends with them, then you can be in a party. Now you got to create a new freaking chat group to start a party with somebody. Well, it's can, really frustrating. Can you add someone to an existing chat group or no? So if, yes. like initially you create one and it's like it has these 10 people in it and then you mm -hmm. want to add an 11th. Can you just go to add? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, that's not so that's bad. An extra then. Step. You wouldn't have to do you. They could just hop in your party. I don't know. It's, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I understand. It It is a bit weird. Um, But I think generally there's like four different parties or groups that I've, you know, been in in the last couple of weeks on PlayStation. And it's like my friends who I play Diablo with. It's one party chat. This person who I'm playing the Blackout Club with is one party chat. And then there's like the overall trophy talk, you know, mm -hmm. party party chat as well that we'll hop into when there's multiple people on. So what do you think, Daryl? What's your kind of overall take on that stuff? Just like with all things, we'll just eventually have to deal with it, I guess. Like, <laughs> I haven't really tinkered with the party system. I don't really have any thoughts on it, but um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I don't really care too much about the party update and all that. Right. As you can tell, when I'm in the parties anyways, I'm barely talking. <laughs> there's just so many people in there. Yep. And, uh, yeah. You're not a partier? <clears throat> nah. I'm just a stay-at-home kind of guy, squatting on my toilet. Oh, God. Or over <laughs> your squatting toilet. over your toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that toilet is pristine. Less things to clean. Yep. That's true. That's true. The, uh, the the party update, when I first got into it, I took a screenshot of it mm -hmm. from my Twitter. But it allows for 
23,370 party members. That seems a bit excessive. <laughs> so um, I had a little three out of mm-hmm. one billion. I was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm a loser. I only got three friends. <laughs> out of a billion people. That's, out of a billion people. I mean, you guys have obviously watched streams where there's like 50,000 or something concurrent viewers before. And like trying mm-hmm. to monitor those chats. Like imagine all those people actually just talking. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, gotta be insane. you drive yourself insane and like there's no way yeah there's absolutely no way well that um, would actually work out for um like those elder scrolls clans blaine was telling me about that back in the day our, our buddy the deaf chef mm-hmm. uh was in one of the top three clans in elder scrolls and he was telling me about how they would be in a in a big party like 300 plus people and everyone would be silent and the commander would call out, uh, you know, tasks. That's that's pretty interesting. Those yeah, big parties yeah. are are kind of wild. Yeah, that is a, a pretty interesting application of it. I just think that for the most part, you're not going to have more than eight people playing a mm-hmm. game together at a time. And even when you have that eight people, it's generally you're in custom games and it's 4v4 or it's mm-hmm. 5v5. So you actually want two different parties because mm-hmm. you can't like, yeah, it's it's very strange to me. If what you could do is make a sub party within a party, that'd be a cool feature. I don't know. Maybe it does mm-hmm. exist, but like to say like, all right, there's, you know, eight of us playing Rocket League or whatever. Let's like make teams and customs. And now like you, us four are going to go join this little sub thing. So we can't all hear each other talking or, mm-hmm. you know, I guess it's Ro- or Rocket League's probably fine. But like something like Rogue Company where you're trying to like strategize, you don't want the mm-hmm. whole party able to hear you in custom mm-hmm. games. Um, yeah. Interesting, though. I, I will say the one thing that um, I was happy that I still had the old app for for a while was the ability to like and to see the feed of people's activities. Um, mm-hmm. I know we've spoken about that a bit in, the, in our Discord community, but it's kind of a bummer to, you know, not be getting those like little candy, little like likes and stuff, a little bit of reinforcement from your like friends and stuff of like, oh, cool, you got this trophy. Like, that's awesome. Or, you know it doesn't really exist anymore unless you like go search out what people have been playing. And I don't even know if it's the same in that Mm -hmm. regard, but um, I do miss that a bit. So more incentive to join the discord. Yeah, for sure. You know, now it's just like, you'll have to screenshot your trophy and share it in the trophy room. Like that's pretty much Mm -hmm. the, the solution, which I don't know. Um, And then we overall have a redesign of trophies on the app, right? The look of the bronze, silver, the gold, and the plat. Um, in particular, I don't love the look of the plat. I think it's a bit, it's like more tall and like thin rather than sort of like the, like swirling effect of more of like the, I guess, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like a blossoming effect of Mm -hmm. the, of the first one. Did I say blossoming? Is it blooming? Didn't blossom a fucking Pokemon guys? Whatever. I believe so. I think blossom is a. But, but what is that a powerpuff girl who the fuck knows anyway it's <laughs> it's a, it's a bit different looking um of course and yeah i don't know i i'm not super yeah. super into it necessarily maybe it'll come i think they look i think they look silly the platinum looks the the colors are there but mm-hmm. the design is not there it looks stupid well i just think in my opinion yeah and the and... trophies also are not like aesthetically pleasing they're very top heavy like the bottom feet don't even look like they could hold up that trophy that's what i was gonna say is like the sort of like tapered effect up to the like cup section is too skinny it doesn't look Mm -hmm. 
like proportional you know and the bottom the feet are just like like the the base plate of it is tiny exactly exactly Fill that thing with any kind of liquid it's tipping over oh it's tipping all right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah i don't know I'll, i'll have to like i said my app literally just updated so i have not tinkered with it enough to to give a more robust review of it compared to the original but mm-hmm. I didn't. Uh, I did not dislike the original. So, mm. you know, yeah. The store did get a little better. Okay. The uh, if you go under a sale, they're all on one page now. Oh, that's helpful. I do want to point that out. Yeah, that is helpful. But the other thing that really threw me for a loop is now the um, the trophies look more like. Honestly, the app looks more like Xbox. Hmm. And uh, the the trophy list now, like I would always go for, I like the platinums. I like scrolling through my list yep. and seeing all the blue dots, the blue circles, right? Uh, on the, uh, on your list on the app. And now it is less obvious that you have a platinum because all the trophies are aligned underneath the title of the game. Hmm. And then there is a big bar underneath that, that fills up with your percentage. And so... Mm, interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, the platinum is not like called out by itself. It doesn't appear there when you get it. It's already there, and then underneath it, it'll say a one instead of a zero when you get it. So that's why I wasn't doing like a hundred percents because I like the look of all the blue dots going down my list. I see. But now I don't get that. Now I just look like I haven't completed any of my games because they're not like like the Strange Brigade. I have the platinum, but it's at sixty five percent. And it's way more obvious with this fill-up bar thing they have now. Sure, yeah. I, I do generally like the circular fill versus the line percentage. I know that's mm. like a small cosmetic thing, but I find that more visually appealing to see like part of a circle getting filled in rather than just like the bar increasing. Mm. So, played a little bit of Devil's Advocate there. I do kind of like that. And it seems like when you click on the the arrow to go to the trophies for a game, right? Like... This thing, like, it's basically like a card. I had imagined mm-hmm. that whole system that they're trying to implement in PlayStation 5. Um, it seems to be like a visual, you know, uh, what's the word? Visual, visually synonymous with that. that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. So, I don't know. Um, more to say, again, like, I think our next episode in a couple weeks is going to be really focused on all the PS5 stuff at launch because that's going to be pretty soon after everything will have come out. There's going to be a lot of reviews, a lot of people talking about the UI, you know, the games, the initial like launch games and their trophy list, which is something I think we'd want to cover. So we'll, we'll talk about it a bit more then, but anything else to add for the time being on that? Mm-mm. Okay. Daryl, anything else? I do like that. When you click on like your trophy progress, it will show you like your rarest trophy earned for people who are interested in things like that. Oh, and it, that's kind of It'll cool. be displayed at the very top. Oh. At least from what I've seen. Yeah, you're I right. I pulled up my yeah, you're right. Friday the 13th game, and it showed me my rarest trophy. So that's pretty cool for people who, who like to see what the rarest tro- trophies are they've earned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one kind of threw me off a bit. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I know. Why is that? What is this trophy? <laughs> at yeah. First, yeah. Kind of like, yeah. It's kind of like the old system where it was showed you like the most recent trophy you've yep. earned yep. on the um, the actual PlayStation 4 UI. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this. Hmm. That was really cool. Okay. Huh. 
Well, it's probably going to be one of those things where just like the trophy level, the more time we spend with it, um, the less strange it's going to be and the more accepting uh, I think the community of trophy hunters will be at large. It's my guess. You know, Sony's a, mm-hmm. a smart company. They know what they're doing. I don't think they would release this without ample sort of like testing and feedback from focus groups to see what people think. So are they? Mm-hmm. Then? I agree. I do think they're a smart company. Yeah, I do. Um, okay. What remains to be seen how this next generation goes, but pretty clear they knew exactly how to win the PS4 generation. So, um, all right. So moving on from that, I think we're going to do things a bit differently this episode because the the topic or the bulk of the episode is going to take up most of the time here. Um, we wanted to get into what we've been playing now, kind of more towards the front of the episode. And I did want to kind of kick it over to you, I think, first, Daryl, because there was an article that came out a little earlier this week about how the final patch for Friday the 13th is coming this month, and the hosted servers are going to be shut down as well. So that doesn't mean that you can't find matches or anything like that, but it does mean that the servers that are hosted by Ilphonics, I think, what's the name of the company? The Ilphonics? You know? I believe so. Yeah. So there's, their dedicated servers are going to be gone. So it's player-to-player based now. Um, and I have seen you on that game a little bit. So how's that been going? And what else have you been uh, getting up to the last couple of weeks? I saw that same article, too, in the Discord. And that definitely had me worried, <laughs> too, because I feel like the player base is definitely going to drop off. But uh, like you said, you can still play games. I had a a guy who was explaining it to me last night what is actually taking place is I thought it was going to be like a total shutdown of the servers and you couldn't play the game no more, Mm. but uh, he clarified it for me. So we'll see. I have been playing that and I sorry to say, I'm going to be boosting with strangers now (laughs) because I don't think I can get that, get those remaining trophies legitimately anymore. Mm. So been playing that. I have been playing little nightmares uh, Spooktober is still going on for me at this point because a lot of the games I've been playing are somewhat in the horror genre. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm having a blast. Little Nightmares is cool. I love that game. Um, shout out to Skrillis because he was playing that game and that kind of got me thinking I should go back to that game. There is a trophy on there that is going to be challenging in some way because you have to beat the game. Uh, without dying and within an hour so that one's gonna be a tough one to get so we'll see hopefully i can update you guys on my progress on the next episode with that game sure and you've beaten the game one time through already right how how long did it take you and does that trophy of beating it without dying seem reasonable given what you've seen from what i've seen i think you can do it in an hour i think um like with all the mistakes you can com- uh, commit during the game, you you have like five minutes to spare. So a little challenging. I've seen people do it in like 40 minutes, but I don't know if there are like glitches involved. I just saw like the clickbait title, beat the game in 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Yep. But the online guides say, you know, you could probably do it like in 55. So we'll see. Okay. It's just like any other game, you know, once you kind of got the enemy placements and what to do down. Um, it should be a breeze, but right. I was practicing the other night and I was dying on the very first level. Oh no. Well, I feel like if you've 
conquered your Outlast, you know, Deathless run, and you've done, you know, Resident Evil speedruns to a certain extent, given those trophy lists, um, RE7, right, and Resident Evil 3 make and RE2 make, I think this will be doable for you. So, best of luck on that hunt. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Little Nightmares was on sale with the Halloween sale, and was a game that I was curious about checking out in the past. I've had a few friends recommend it to me as well. I know there's a second game that's coming out in the somewhat near future, so it seems like the franchise is uh, going to continue, and a lot of people are finding it enjoyable, so that's good to hear. All right. Well, anything else? So mostly Little Nightmares and Friday the 13th, but um, is that kind of kind of your progress thus far, or anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I just remember I beat Selma, which there is a go. really good game. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody uh, is curious about that game, if you have it in your backlogs when it was free, I would highly recommend checking that game out. It's, it has a really good ending. Definitely had me uh, tripping by the time I beat the game. That's cool. It's the um, same developers as the Amnesia franchise. So if you are curious, I think they released the Amnesia collection on PS4. And there is a new Amnesia game that is either out or is coming out in the near future, Daryl. So that's another horror franchise that is that first-person perspective, more puzzle and environmentally-based storytelling, and very little, like, combat. You know, you, you kind of have to hide and to run. So you might enjoy that franchise. Could be worth checking out. Eli, what about you? What have you been jamming out on, my friend? <clears throat> finally making some progress in Hellpoint. nice uh it's big and disorienting but i got a i got a decent handle on most of the areas i've unlocked okay um i spent some time running around in a bunch of uh in a few of them and completing tasks um and i have you know a handful of bosses left and then most of the other trophies are end game so i'm kind of just waiting around for uh doing all these extra tasks. Um, the end game is, seems to be based more on choices rather than like a linear boss progression type deal in okay. like most of the Souls games. So like at the end, you you make a choice. I think it's kind of like the search where you like make a choice whether you want to like corrupt or like be good or with your data. This has like data you gather and then you get to make the choice on what you do with it. Um, so it's a little more like open worldly where you kind of run around and go back and forth to different areas than like a Souls game where you kind of plow through things and sometimes you have to go back, but you know, it's a pretty linear path mm -hmm. uh, as far as the level progression goes. Um, is there fast travel? I can't remember when you first talked about the game, if there is a fast travel <laughs> option. So I'm doing that classic RPG collector mishap where it's like, oh, well, I got to save these because I don't, I don't know what I, which ones I actually need to do to be the best. Mm -hmm. So you have to like synchronize the breach. The breach are the campfires or the lanterns in Bloodborne or Souls. And so to fast travel between them, you have to find the breach synchronizer and then synchronize the breach. Okay. So you only, depending on how many you find, which I think I found all of them or a good amount of them. Um, I'm just trying to find the best places to put them. I see. So I'll probably finish the game before I find the best places to put them. <laughs> so there's a lot of running around. Yep. Uh, I got a couple good ones right now, so it's a little, little bit faster. But okay. 
That's kind of interesting. Yeah. It allows you the freedom to, it sounds like, place the travel nodes like where you want. Is that what you're saying? So like you can- No, of... so like there's breaches placed throughout, but you have to choose which ones you want to be able to fast travel to and from. I see. Okay. So it's pretty whack. Got it. Why won't you just let me fast travel from all of them? Yeah, that is a bit but... weird. But I guess the idea behind that game is exploration and learning, you know- the the, sur the surrounding areas and the is it station right it's like a station that's orbiting a black hole so mm -hmm. yeah and i found out more information from an npc about these breaches and and whatnot so it, it makes a little more sense okay. as far as the story goes but i still don't like it <laughs> mm, interesting as i'm doing that thing like i gotta hold on to these till the last you know i might need these later right and right. then you finish the game you're like oh i didn't use those things Classic. I mean, with Classic. Dark Souls in particular, like I would always get to the end of the game and be like, I have all these consumables that I never yep. used. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, at least there you can roll into New Game Plus with them, right? So it's not the end of the world, but it's, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's still funny how that works for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of endings and I'm not sure how I'm going to handle it. I'm going to look at how fast a speed run can be done uh, and then I'll decide whether I'm going to scum save or not. And those trophies make up most of the list. So I think I'm at like I'm at 27 or 30 percent, something like that. Uh, and I don't have a ton left. So yeah, I'm at 30 percent and I don't have a ton left. So a lot of the endings are all, all gold. So okay, interesting. It'll be a big jump when I when I get there. Um, but I am taking a bit of a break because I have a good one more like task that I know I can complete and I'm in that area and I'm familiar with it. So I want to stick around before I move on, but it is like they patched out access to it because people were getting stuck in the area. That's weird. So yeah, there's a, there's a trophy for, I guess there's not technically a trophy for this one, but there's three cosmic gods that uh, you can talk to. Um, that's what the ominous monolith was from. I got, there's a trophy, uh, for making contact with that. And that puts you into the underworld. And then you can go talk to three of the bosses that are cosmic gods in that underworld. And instead of fighting them, you talk to them in the underworld and then they give you a task and you come back and you get it and then you can kill them. Hmm. Um, I believe you can actually bring them back to life to talk to them in the underworld if you've completed another npc's quest line it's like really it's really com complicated yeah, yeah um so i just want to do it <clears throat> while i can uh but i'm gonna wait for them to patch it back in before i uh move on so i'm gonna take a little bit of a break um i think people were going this particular boss is like a drop down into his like dungeon area and people were getting stuck down there they couldn't get out after talking to him is it supposed to warp you out after you talk to him? I believe so. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm not risking it, and I can't even actually go in there. Yeah. Um, but I did. The uh, it's been patched on PC, uh, so it's probably any day now for PS4. It'll probably be done when most people are hearing this. Okay. Uh, but the Halloween event does end tomorrow, which is November the eighth. So hopefully that's when the patch will come for PlayStation 4. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I'm at with Hellpoint. Okay. Uh, well, you're yeah, sounds but, like you're enjoying it though overall. Still. Yeah, it's pretty fun. 
nice. now that I know like the areas I'm in and <laughs> it'll be a different story when I go to a new area, but right. Uh, I'm pretty OP, so it's, it's a little easier, a little more fun to just, I can just run around for the most part. Yeah. Nothing new there. That's how you play Bloodborne as well, right? <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if you get swarmed in any game in a game like that, like in a Souls game, it's it's kind of game over either way. But right, it's definitely mm -hmm. not meant for fighting multiple enemies at once, for sure. Mm -mm. But yeah, other than that, I've just been uh, rocking Rocket League. Yup. Which I bought the Rocket Pass for, and the fifty items and the five car trophies popped. Yep. Which is super lame because it seems to be tied to trigger based on the rocket pass yeah it does i, I mean like, i did the same thing and it didn't pop for me there but mm -hmm. if you remember i was telling you like it just randomly popped those two trophies <laughs> uh probably like a week after i'd bought the rocket pass i just turned on the the game one day and just just happened before the yeah. title screen even came up it was really weird mm -hmm. so yeah and i had these requirements before i bought the rocket pass but it didn't pop until after so yep same here I actually have the requirements for the 150 items already, but it hasn't popped. So. Oh, interesting. It's well because when you're a legacy player, it starts you off with like over 150 items already, but it doesn't trigger the uh, the trophy to pop. So, I think it's 150 items in the new system of progression in order for you to get it. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I also have the rocket pass. I'm doing same thing as you, basically just trying to grind out levels and challenges to to get those 150 items. Although I did hear from one of our listeners, Skrillis, that you can uh, trade. You know, you can mm -hmm. trade the same item 150 times, which sounds awful, or you can trade 50 items three times, whatever it is. So there is a easy way to knock that out if you don't want to uh, try to do the grindy route. So mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been trying to get these trophies organically. Uh, and the one I'm really aiming for is that aerial goal. That's That's my... <laughs> That's Aerial my goal. big goal. Is it, oh, it's not in the main list. It's in the, the DLC list. No. Yeah, I'll probably try to 100% it. Oh, jeez. We'll just keep playing. Uh, I just That one is, that'll be like the most re rewarding trophy I've got in a while. Yeah, I see it here. It's a bronze Aerial trophy, goal. Sky High, in the Utopia Coliseum DLC. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I actually got some of the, I got the bot trophy like as naturally as you could because I had a, full team quit out the last second mm -hmm. and so i got a win against all-star bots with a painted item equipped it. yeah that's what happened to fedson and i as well when we were playing which yeah i didn't even know i had a painted item equipped but yeah it was pretty cool mm -hmm. and then uh yeah i'm gonna be playing this for a while probably because my son's really enjoying it oh cool yeah he calls it cars dada can we play cars <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay uh but yeah the last game we played he really started getting it down and was like hitting every kickoff. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. If he was up, I'm trying to make sure if he's back that he stays back. Yep. Trying to teach him a little bit. Um, but he even got an ace. We were playing against, I mean, we were playing against beginner bots, but he came in from the side spawn. So when you spawn on the, on yeah, the like side, instead of straight at the ball, it's not like directly, like yeah. all you have to do is hit gas. So you actually have to do some aiming. Um, he came in and like the last second, turned and hit the ball perfectly and went straight into the goal oh nice uh, which i can't even do every time it was awesome it was amazing no, i can't do that either <laughs> yeah so that's been really fun i was like commentating on the game mm -hmm. and like in an exciting way and trying to kind of like tell him what to do you know like oh zayden hits the ball he turns around and goes back bump yep. it in bump <laughs> it in dude bump it in <laughs> and uh 
but he's he's really getting into it and starting to like understand the rotating where he like bumps it up against the wall and kind of comes around and uh he actually he accidentally hit a ball into our own goal and like got upset oh which was odd because like before he didn't even like like understand the different goals or the colors it like didn't care about it but like i could tell he was really enjoying it and getting into it and like you know it's just it's just been really cool seeing him improve and enjoy the game and and, yeah find a game he likes and wants to keep playing yeah yeah it's pretty sweet awesome well that's good Mm -hmm. glad to hear it i've i've been a little more frustrated with rocket league (laughs) generally speaking but um yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's still a fun game, I think. It's way more fun with friends than it is to play solo, in my opinion. Um, I find myself just getting frustrated all the time because in order to earn the items for the Rocket Pass, you can't play in custom games, right? You can't just play against bots, which I understand why they did that, but it also is like, I paid for the Rocket Pass, just let me play against bots. You know, I don't enjoy playing in the casual games or ranked games solo and then having poor teammates or something like that and it's like the the speed with which you rank up is determined based on how well you do in the game you get a bonus you get a bonus if you win that certain match you get a bonus if you do the challenges for the match which are like you know could be score three goals or get eleven thousand points in a game or whatever so it's like it's really uh performance dependent in a multiplayer environment in order to get you know items for this trophy even after you've put money into the game so that is the thing that frustrates me about it and uh, I'm just missing that 150 items and then the 50 kilometers, which will come from just playing more. But I, I don't think I'm going to be going for the DLCs in this game. If they happen on, you know, at random, that's fine. But yeah. I, there's a lot of challenges that don't really require skill. That 1100.1 is the first one I've seen that's really like kind of wild. Yeah, most of them, you're right, are like play three games online or like, mm-hmm. you know. Or win three games win online. three games which yeah somewhat skill dependent somewhat, but, but if you, yeah there's if you one play six two, games you'll probably win three of them right and there's one there's the one that i have that's annoying that's like get 50 epic saves in online matches like mm. well, what is that what like that's depend that's dependent on like the game considering it like an epic save versus a normal save it's dependent on like a certain shot happening it's just it's like really like give me a break here dude like come on come on I already gave you money for this trophy that should have unlocked initially. And now you want me to do all this shit? I don't think so. Start playing some more, Colin. I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, I think I got the first two, like, season tiers done. For all the challenges? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. I have, like, piecemeal across some of them. I don't go for them. Yeah. Yeah. It just happens. I th- yeah, I think my rocket pass level is at, like, 36 or something. I don't know. It's, like, pretty low. But... It'll get there. You know, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. It's one of those that did mess up my list for this year, although my list was already me- messed up. But, you know, that's that's kind of been the story of the last few months is just multiplayer games, whether they're like online against other people or cooperatively um, with some of my friends. That's kind of like the games that I've been playing. And unfortunately, for trophy hunters, those types of games generally are super grindy and take a long time to uh, get the trophies in. So I'm still waiting on Rogue Company trophies, which we have. I haven't played that in a week and a half, so who knows how long that's going to take now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, getting 100 wins and grinding enough uh, points to unlock the eighth Rogue that I need for a victory. So that'll take a little while. Or you can spend money and speed up the process, I guess. 
but yeah, between that Rocket League and Fall Guys, it's like Jesus Christ, man! Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's pretty hard to get uh, to get them. Uh, what I also, else have you been playing? Yeah, I was gonna say, what else have I been playing? I've been playing uh, predominantly a couple a couple other smaller games. So Blackout Club is a co-op survival game I talked about briefly before. I'm still playing that with a friend of mine and enjoying it, but it is a slow progression. So there's probably like four to five bronzes that you can earn relatively early on in the game. And then the silvers and the gold, the single gold on the trophy list come much later. In fact, the gold asks you to sacrifice. It says make the ultimate sacrifice, but what it is is sacrificing your character and starting over. And you level up your character up to level 20. I'm currently level 7. And I've put probably 15 to 20 hours in. So it's like saying, you know, I would say anywhere between 50 to 60 hours of in-game time, assuming you're winning the missions you're playing and not having to fail and restart. And then you just have to sacrifice it and start all over. And when you level up, you earn skill points that give you passive bonuses, same for a lot of games, right? Or different uh, equipment. And sacrificing that is basically like, you know, you're starting over and you're going to have a really hard time in the later levels. So the idea behind the trophy list is to get everything done up to that point. And then when you hit level 20, you sacrifice your character and then you're done with the game. Right. Unless, I mean, you can keep playing it, but I think that's how it's intended to be done. And um, yeah, the the trophy that I've been going for is, is uh, it's really kind of cryptically described. It's basically the description is, you know how to play this game, <laughs> which is like, what? Um, but what it's asking you to do is win a certain amount of matches in a row. It's called winning streak. So yeah, the name of the trophy is, is actually hidden. If you look at the list now, I did not realize it was actually hidden as well. It's crazy, but you have to win five missions in a row. And, um, the missions are anywhere between, I would say 30 and 45 minutes because it's a stealth slow moving game. And Mm -hmm. if you get caught, you know, your streak is over and you don't get XP and you have to restart and you lose that hour of time. So it's pretty, like, rough. And so far, I was playing last night with a friend. We won three in a row, and then we stopped at that point. So we're getting there. Hopefully, I can get that trophy out of the way, and then the rest is just going to be uh, just gonna be a grind. So been doing that. And then the other game is uh, Diablo 3 that I have been doing a playthrough of with a few friends from high school. And I'm playing the Reaper of Souls edition. They're both playing the Eternal Collection. The only difference between the two, um, and by the way, I should say they are compatible to play with each other. So one friend has one version and you have another. It's totally fine. Um, What about the regular Diablo? The regular Diablo is not compatible because it, so the Rise of the, um, or what is it called? Reaper of Souls. Sorry, Reaper of Souls edition includes a fifth act in the campaign and some more story content and it also included another couple classes i believe the crusader was in that bunch and maybe one other but the um the rise of the necromancer or the uh, eternal collection basically just adds one more character class it does not add any other story content or missions or anything like that to the game um i think it improves the frame rate maybe and improves some like technical stuff but pretty negligible for a game that's like 13 years old or whatever at this point like you know, I can't believe they're still okay charging sixty dollars for that when it's not dude, on sale. Like it's unbelievable to that me. That game is insane, dude. I don't get yeah, really. Don't, yeah, it's still sixty dollars. I cannot get over that. I I don't get it at all. Um, it's insane. Yeah, but you know, it's been a lot of fun. The list is somewhat grindy in the sense, like you're gonna earn most of the 
the trophies through story progression. But the, the grind comes at the end of the game. You unlock this mode called Adventure Mode where you do little side quests or bounties. And you have to do 500 of those for one of the trophies. Um, and then the other tough part, you know, you have to do a hardcore playthrough where if you die at any point through the game, uh, which is five acts and probably 35 to 40 hours long, you have to, your character's dead, you have to restart. Now, you can do that on normal, which is not really that difficult. It sounds harder than it is. So that's not really so bad. The other one that's kind of a grind, though, is called Dream Team, where you need to get all six classes up to level 70, which is max level. So you need to either grind out a bunch of those side quests with different characters, or you need to play through the game six times with a different class each time in order to get the uh, the trophy. And a PSN profile yeah, says it's 60 hours for that. I call bullshit. There's no way. There's absolutely no way you could do that in 60 hours. But, yeah. I wonder if the uh, those five... Can you... Does it track those 500 yeah, uh, it's a, it's counties all. throughout yeah. all the classes? It does. Yep, it does. Is that confirmed? Because I'd hate to get no, in there and be like, oh, guess what? Right. Once you beat the game with one character, you unlock that adventure mode in general. So you can hop into that adventure mode with a level one character. And I believe the mm. enemies scale down to that level. And then you can just do side quests while you level them up, which is why the PSN guide only notes two required playthroughs. One mm. to unlock that mode and get all the story trophies, and the other to beat the whole game in all five acts on hardcore. So, mm -hmm. and you could potentially do it in one if you were hardcore, right? And uh, just do hardcore first, or does that lock later? No, you could you could do that. You could if if, if you're hardcore. If you're super, it's like the if you're not hardcore, <laughs> then you're not hardcore. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I think the game is really fun. I I like have a lot of like really good moments playing it and it's especially great as a co-op game whether in person you can do four-player couch co-op which is during the time of covid maybe not what's going to be happening but it's a great option and it's still probably in my top five favorite games of all time you know i've played it this is my third character i'm going through the game with and i've you know i've had the game since i got my ps4 but before that i actually played it on the xbox 360 so it's a, a game i have a lot of history with and reminds me of like the Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliances, and stuff like that. So, I'd really recommend people check it out. At this point, it's a very old game, so you've probably, you know, heard a lot about it or played it, but uh, worth looking at. And then, real briefly, I'll just touch on the other game I've been playing because I know we're running a bit long already before the topic, and that is uh, the Contra Collection. So, I did 100% the Castlevania Collection, and uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I'm working on another collection of old retro games, the Contra collection. The trophy list is pretty bad. Um, <laughs> there's, you know, let me see, let me see the, what the what the count is. Looks like 16 total trophies, one, um, one gold and 15 bronzes. So, woohoo! <laughs> you know, and beating each of the games is a bronze. Um, and just like in the Castlevania collection, one of the games has branching paths. And each path leads to a different ending, and each ending is worth a bronze trophy. So one of the games, Contra Hardcore, I have to play five times through. Um, mm. So that's a little frustrating, but at this point, I'm too invested, and I want to have the 100% in both collections. I think it would just look cool. So, yeah. That looks super sick. It's super sick. That's really all I have to say about it for the time being, but it's a, you know, if you like Contra, if you like retro games, it's a good collection. Would recommend so 
yeah, I think that uh, wraps it up for what we have been playing. You guys have anything to add before we get into the topic question? I'm going to take that as a, as a no. All right. Okay, so pretty cool thing here. Like I said in the, towards the beginning of the episode, we've done a ranking of the PlayStation first-party games. And like I said, we did not include every single first-party title in this. Um, for example, MLB The Show has multiple iterations across the lifespan of the PS4. We picked MLB The Show 19 to include in this list. Uh, stuff like that, right? And we also did not include... Uh, PSVR titles because none of us have played uh, PSVR titles to my knowledge. I don't know. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't think we've any of us have played those. And quite frankly, I don't really give a shit about VR. So um, yeah, <laughs> what we did is we put together a list. I'm going to read them off right now. And each of the games on this list we ranked. Uh, there's 23 total games. So from one being the highest ranking to 23 being the lowest, all three of us ranked all 23 titles. We put those lists together and then totaled it up. So the game with the least amount of points was our most high rated, if that makes sense. And the game with the most points was our lowest rated game. And that gave us our overall uh, combined ranking of the games. So I figure I'll read the list and then I'm going to read our bottom uh, 11 through 23. And then we'll go more in depth, I think, in the 1 through 10 and kind of talk about those games specifically. So... In order of, or here's the games basically that we were talking about. So we had Persona 5, Knack, The Last Guardian, Death Stranding, Killzone Shadowfall, MLB The Show, Medieval, Gran Turismo Sport, Detroit Become Human, Infamous Second Son, Until Dawn, The Last of Us Part 2, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, Ratchet & Clank, Uncharted 4, Bloodborne, Concrete Genie, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Ghost of Tsushima, and I think I'm missing something in there. Bloodborne? Did I say Bloodborne? I think Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo Sport. Thank you. So that was the overall list of the games. And now I'm going to read 11, or sorry, 23 up to 11. So this is our lowest overall ranking, number 23 up to 11, which is right before our top 10 cutoff, obviously. So the bottom games were number 23, MLB The Show 19. Number 22, Gran Turismo Sport. Number 21 was Persona 5. Sorry, Quinn. Number 20 was Killzone Shadowfall. Number 19 was Knack. Number 18 was The Last Guardian. Number 17 was Death Stranding. Number 16 was Infamous Second Son. Number 15 was The Last of Us Part 2, which a lot of people are probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> Number 14 was Detroit Become Human. Number 13 was Medieval. Number 12 was Knack 2. And number 11 was Until Dawn. So those were numbers 11 through 23 in our overall ranking of the PlayStation First Party games. You guys have anything you want to call out there or anything you strongly disagree with in that, you know, on a personal level before we get into the top 10? Yeah, I think Infamous Second Son could... I would I would vote that higher. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with uh, the list, but... It definitely could be replaced with number 10 for me. I agree. I think, you know, yeah, well, we haven't said what number 10 is yet, but, you know, process of elimination, you guys know what's left. There's a few games in there that I think are, are still well worth, you know, exploring. And to be clear, you know, the, <laughs> I, I didn't do a great job explaining this necessarily to 
Eli into Daryl, I don't think, beforehand. So we rated a little bit differently on our scales. You know, some of us were more focused on the trophy list. Some of us were more focused on, you know, the just overall impression and enjoyment of the game. But, you know, obviously keeping trophies in mind. So we had a little bit different of standards that we had to align on when we kind of put it all together. And so, yeah, that is, uh, that is why some of these might be a bit different for one of us versus the other. So... Yeah, if there was strictly trophies too, NAC two could probably change, but <laughs> those two those two are the two that stuck out stuck out to me. Right. Uh, and then of course the two story ones like Detroit and Until Dawn are are pretty easy. That's like up to a personal level whether you wanna play through them a couple times or not. Sure. So yep. those were my two things that stuck out. Yeah, and uh I really like Until Dawn. I think it's a great game. And I think a lot of people I have not played The Last of Us Part Two. But, I mean, clearly that's a really well-regarded game, if not divisive. And, is you know, Naughty Dog is a really high-quality studio. I think, for me, the trophy list, what I was primarily rating it on was the trophy list, and I didn't like it at all. Um, I thought the first game's trophy list was awful, which we did not include here, by the way, because it released on PS3 originally. I know there's the remastered version, but it was not included in this overall options for a list of games, and I think that that makes sense. So... Daryl, anything that jumped out to you in that 11 through 23? Yeah, the the Last of Us Part 2 definitely caught my eye. I had it a lot higher, probably like top 10. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll say overall the list is pretty fair. Um, A lot of those games that are in there, I ranked in that range because they had multiple playthroughs. Same. And I think we did hit the ball on like the bottom two with MLB the show and Gran Turismo. I think we all agreed that that's where they rightfully should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not Um, only are they like, not only are they like a sports game and a racing game, which most people aren't into. I like racing games personally, but they're also both just trash lists. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, they uh, required a lot of... My thinking on those was they required a lot of grinding in multiplayer modes and skill in multiplayer modes, kind of like we were talking about with Rocket League. Um, you, ha- you not only had to put hundreds of hours into these games, you had to excel at them in a multiplayer setting in order to earn the trophies. And so for me, that was a big uh, big killer. Persona 5, same kind of idea. It's just a really long game. And to have to do multiple playthroughs and really specific things in that, I was like, eh, I don't know. Right. So. Yeah, MLB the show, like, if you weren't winning games, it will actually hurt you. Exactly. Like, you will lose your rank. And I think one of the trophies is, like, you had to be, like, the top rank in that aspect. So if you weren't winning, there's no way you can, like, progress towards that trophy. Yep. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. So. Yeah, hopefully no one gets too mad at us about the the bottom level of the list there. <laughs> but I think it's pretty fair. Um, and I would still say that while we might not hold some of these in super high regard, you know, if that's your jam, it's probably still a great game. You know, if you're a baseball guy uh, or a baseball gal and you love sports games and that kind of thing, MLB The Show is a great baseball sim. Gran Turismo Sport, you could say the same thing about that. So I don't, uh, yeah, don't have really too much else to say about that with that we're really down to the top 10 so we can do a little bit of a more detailed discussion about each of those when we read them off but we're going to start at the number 10 slot and work our way up 
to the number one. All right, so number 10, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Coming in clutch right there with the interstitial game. Yeah, the interstitial game between um, Uncharted 4 and uh, The Last of Us Part 2. So it was touted as not a necessarily full-length title. It was $40, if I remember correctly. And this game followed the adventures of Chloe and Nadine. Uh, Chloe Frazier, of course, from Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, and Nadine was a main character in Uncharted 4. So, yeah, give me your overall kind of thoughts on this game. Were you guys happy with its placement here at number 10? I think, Eli, you said maybe you would have subbed out something else for this spot. But the numbers don't lie, so it, it came in as our, our number 10 game. Yeah, I'm just a hater. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. I don't like the <laughs> ha- the half-step games. They don't feel like games. They feel like cash grabs. Sure. But, it like... Yeah, I don't hate him that much. That's just like a negative connotation. Uh-huh. Uh but the you know, they can be they can be great games in their own right, but I just have a that stigma against them. So that's why I would have switched it with uh Second Son mm. or, you know, yep. something that was actually a game <laughs> in so, its own. <laughs> so I I will say, you know, um a lot of the way that I rated these games personally, the way I approached the list was to list out all the games. And then I did three different columns. I did a how long to beat by looking at how long to beat the website. I did then look at PSN and power picks and take an average of the two of the number of playthroughs and the difficulty required. Um, and then there I like got kind of those together and then was like, okay, well, how do I personally feel about the game? So this is one of my games that i have played in the top 10 um i did beat this game uh bought it at launch and i'm a big uncharted fan as listeners of the show probably know i got the plats in all the first three games this year already so you know i i do like the franchise a lot from a story perspective and from a trophy perspective you don't actually earn that many trophies automatically along the way um you just get a silver called legacy found when you beat the story and then if you beat it on crushing difficulty you get a progress demand sacrifice, which is a gold trophy, right? So you're actually, if you just play through the game casually and aren't doing too much side things or collectibles along the way, you're not going to get that many trophies from this game. Um, Are you talking about the Lost Legacy? Correct, yeah. 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 I mean, there's definitely a lot of, like, combat or just, like, random related things. Sure, uh, you will get some stuff, but as according to like the breakdown on PSN, right? Like the story trophies, there's only two, there's, and one of them is difficulty related. Um, so if you you know didn't pick up any you know collectibles along the way, didn't do these certain things in combat, you would just get legacy found. It's pretty weird. Um, there are quite a few collectible category trophies here, um, whether that's optional conversations or actually picking up antiquities or doing specific combat things like you had noted, Eli. Um, so there's a lot of things that are missable, and uh, that I, I do think would pull it down. But you c- the difficulty trophies stack, so you can play it on crushing from right from the jump. And you can do this game in one playthrough. It's about 15 hours, according to PSM profiles. I'd say maybe 20 if you're doing the collectible stuff. So it's a one playthrough, 20-hour platinum in an Uncharted game, which is why I rated it the way that I did. So normal people is probably two playthroughs. Right. Right. But yeah, Daryl, what do you think about Lost Legacy? Have you played this game? I haven't played it. I've played the other ones and 
I had it rank at eleven on my list, and yeah. it, I, I would say it's a fair, a fair uh, depiction of this game. the The platinum is at two point one percent, so it's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. And I, the only thing I would say about this list is it's kind of like a mix of Uncharted Four and the other three Uncharted <laughs> trophy lists. Right. Right. In the aspect that. You, you have to find collectibles and uncharted 4 has some of like those other like wacky trophies that you can do that wouldn't um aren't necessarily tied to like the story but um it, it's it's a nice list the uncharted 3 is um the other uncharted 3 games that Colin you could probably attest to is that they're a little exhausting and mm-hmm. that you a lot of them are recycled, like having to find so so many collectibles, do so many kills with this gun. Yep. And uh, to see this trophy list, it's a mix of that and also Uncharted 4. So that's why I kind of ranked it a little lower on my list, just because it's a typical Uncharted list. Nothing really standing out to me. For sure. Yeah. I think... In the overall scheme of the first-party games, and especially the list that we compiled, I just hold Uncharted in such high esteem from a quality standpoint. If you're even for the non-trophy hunters, you know I have friends who are pretty casual with with playing games, and they love Uncharted. Um, it's just a blockbuster like Indiana Jones style experience in a game form, and so I just personally find them really fun to play and really enjoyable. So that's another reason why I rated it a bit higher. So I'm perfectly happy with its uh, placement on the list here. That's probably all I would have to say about yeah. it though. Yeah. I think that's pretty fair. Cause uh, you know, if you rated it higher because of that and I rated it lower at 19 because it's a half game, then it's right where it needs to be right in the middle, right in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So moving on then to the number nine spot on our list, uh, kind of similar discussion here we got uncharted 4 coming in at number nine um look at that would you look at that (laughs) (laughs) um eli how do you feel about this one because it is not an interstitial game it is a full length uncharted it is the only uncharted um that we've gotten that is like the full length on the ps4 um the collection again did come out but same reason we didn't include the last of us remastered on this as an option you know the the collection is really just a compilation of ps3 games so yeah what do you think of this guy uh, that's a little better. Maybe it could have been ten, <laughs> and then, uh, but yeah, it's it's got definitely got a little more difficult, I think, than the Lost Legacy. Sure. So I would just based on uh, trophy lists, maybe they could have switched the other way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is, you know, it's twice as long, and it's got some, you know, like I said, the more difficulty trophies mm-hmm. with the um. Like you have to, what's that one guy? There's that one trophy about parrying that guy, all that guy's attacks or something like that. Oh, with uh, you in, know the, what I'm in the final boss fight, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh crap! Oh crap! What is that one called? Of course. Yeah. Oh, Rush some of the Master. some of the more yeah, combat related ones are harder. Like where the Lost Legacy was like, ram five motorcycles, use all the zip lines. It's more random things. It's, it seems like this list is like a little more. Uh, the random things are a little more difficulty related. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, Daryl, what about you? Have you played this game? 
yeah, I played this game, and I um yeah, I, I would say the trophy list is somewhat easy outside of the difficulty trophies, like beating it in hard and crushing. I did it on hard, so I got the other trophies. Um, you know that trophy stacked, so right got that one. I think I ranked this one at nine, so it's right where uh, we averaged it out to be. Yep, mine was eleven. Um, <laughs> and i had it a little but, higher so that's that's why it got pulled up slightly from your z life yeah. uh-huh. i will say that naughty dog is infamous for recycling their trophies because in this one um and some other titles i think last of us and i think it's the one we just talked about yeah the, the uh, lost, legacy. lost legacy yep yeah they um have like the same trophies like find the the strange artifact or engage in all optional conversations. Yep. That's in like most naughty dog games. So I'm curious why they do that. Yeah. I'm not sure either. I mean, it is a little bit lazy. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll agree. Mm-hmm. I'll agree with you on that. Um, and especially if you play the uncharted collection doing, you know, uncharted one, two and three in order, like you said, Daryl, those are almost identical lists. Right. So I would bit, say that's bit, based on the game. Yeah. Right. Like you're a, you're like a Indiana Jones type thing, and they have, uh, different kind of collectibles. Sure. Yep. It's kind of like, yeah. part of the. It's integrated into the gameplay, yep. and that's the kind of games that these are. So it makes sense that those trophies would be in all those games. Sure. In my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. And it gets yeah. better over time with the collectibles, like. If you like going to find the collectibles, like the first game rewards you for every five collectibles you find. Mm-hmm. And then gradually as the game series progresses, it uh, the increments change when whenever you find a certain number of trophies. So part two, they give you a trophy for every 10 trophies you find. Right. And then three, it's every 20. And then four, um, it's less than that. So yep. um, it seems like they've kind of looked at it and decided like, should we really reward for every so many trophies found right right um but yeah i i that was like another thing i i found out or that stood out to me and and it seemed like they they focused less on like the combat trophies on part four yeah which was nice because um having to do so many kills with a certain number of each type of gun just seems like a lot of work to me and i don't know if that's exhausted you out Colin but just reading the other trophies it seemed like a lot of work to do yeah it was it was more annoying than anything because I think with a lot of games like unless you force me to use a specific item or weapon I'm just going to use what works and what I'm comfortable with um Mm -hmm. so like there's no reason for me to go pick up that shotgun if I can just use the assault rifle all game and you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so it, it, that was kind of annoying and also only like some guns are only available in certain sections of the game so like a sniper might only spawn in like one one small set piece area and you have to snipe a few people with it but if you need to get 30 kills with it it means you have to replay that checkpoint like six times it's just kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of weird right um i actually rated the lost legacy higher than i did this game purely because mm-hmm. there's some multiplayer trophies in here which i'm you know they're not really that hard but it's like yeah i don't really like multiplayer trophies especially in story based games and also because there's a speedrunning aspect to this game, um, which makes it a little more difficult. There's a trophy for that. And 
On top of that, the distribution is really bad in that there's 56 bronze trophies in this game. Just too many. Mm -hmm. Like, cut some of them out. You don't need that many. Um, yeah. So. As you were pointing out the negatives, I was going to point out the sharpshooter trophy as well, which adds to the difficulty. Right. You have to complete the game with 70% or higher shot accuracy. Correct. Yep. Which, you know... That's that's almost worse than a speed run. That's <laughs> stressful as hell. Yeah, that it is stressful. I mean, Jesus. I mean, you could do that in the same run as the uh, you know, your speed run, but like, poof, man, like that's yeah. You biff your last shot and fuck up your accuracy and it's over. Well, it's also <laughs> yeah, like start over. Yeah, you're you're not going to be using a shotgun then, right? Cuz you don't want the spread to count as a miss and you're not mm -hmm. going to be using assault rifles cuz each bullet miss counts. So you're really going to end up playing through that game with single, like a bolt action rifle and a pistol. Your pistol. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, and that's kind of how you're going to have to do it. So, Or your hands. Or your hands. Right. Exactly. Mm, so, so, yeah. Uncharted 4. I, I did mean, see. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I did see that there's glitches to those two trophies, the speed run and then the accuracy one. Oh, okay. So I think that's still out. You know, you, you could still do that. I don't think they've patched that. Interesting. I could be wrong. That was like years ago when I saw that. Huh. Okay. Oh, it's got well, a, it's got a lock on aim system uh, with the cheats. Got it. Okay. And the cheats don't disable trophies, I guess. A certain weapon with the infinite ammo and a lock on aim. Hmm. Usually a one shot kill. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I as much as I love the Uncharted franchise and I have the plat in the first three games, I had no desire to go and get the platinum in in this game because it was much longer. There's a lot more conditional trophies. Um, so, but I I don't know. I still think it's worth if you're talking about like the top ten PlayStation Four games to someone who's never played a PS Four. What you're going to recommend to them? I would throw this in there, a hundred percent. So I am quite happy with its placement on the list. All right. Uh, moving on here, so we're now at our number eight slot, and number eight slotted in at Bloodborne, which I'm also very happy about. Let's go! Yeah, so what do you guys <laughs> think about this? Of course, a From Software game, it's not a first-party game, it's a second-party studio arrangement here for an exclusive, and, uh, you know, a lot of people think that this is the best Souls game, so, yeah, what do you think? I ranked it I so high. It's one. One. I'll go ahead, Eli. No, you go ahead. Um, I'm probably in the minority, but I ranked this really low on my list. It was at 16. Yep. That's so, not bad. Yeah, I, I just based it <laughs> on... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely wasn't going to be lower than that one. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just based it just on what I've heard about the game. I know the game's difficult. I've never played it myself, so I, I can't really, you know, say if it is difficult, but... I won based off of that. I do like uh, that a lot of the trophies are related to like the boss fights, so that's pretty cool. Right. Uh, keeping the trophy list pretty simple. Yeah, it's a pretty straightforward list, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. it is actually a pretty straightforward list. There's a few things, you know, like getting all the weapons is kind of complicated because some of that has to do with NPCs. Mm -hmm. And yep. uh, the uh, same with the uh, like the chalice or the the special hunter tools. I mean. Uh, but PSN profiles and I think PlayStation profile or PS5 trophies also calls out 50 hours, and that's bull. Yeah, that's straight bull. There's no way you can do it in 50 hours if, you, if you've not played the game that, before. Yeah, I think before certain patches, you could have a friend in the final dungeon and spawn into his world down there and get the queen kill, 
right away. Okay. Which is the uh, the Arnhem the American through Marion Queen trophy, which is usually like you have to go through a lot of dungeons to get there. So if you can just spawn into your friends, that would cut down. I mean, the game took me like almost fifty hours to just beat regularly. Yeah, I mean, I especially think, if you've yeah. never played a Souls game. Yep. Totally. And then like the dungeons added probably another fifty hours if you do it legit, mm-hmm. which you can't glitch anymore. So I don't know when these were. The guys were last updated, but uh, October ninth, October ninth, two thousand sixteen, actually. Okay. So I don't know if that was post or pre patch, but yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, it is uh, you know, a pretty straightforward list. Yeah, I like that. Even a lot of the missable trophies are tied to boss fights. So if you do all of the bosses in the game, you'll have most of the trophies in the game. Pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I don't like about this list is the uh, the multiple playthrough angle, and it's something that they've done in all of their games, honestly, since Dark Souls 1. Now, of course, you can save scum it, and trophy guides are going to tell you to do that. Save scumming yeah, that's where the yeah. 50 comes from, right. 50 hours. Right, and save scumming has just never sat well with me. Um, I think it's kind of a weird thing that you can even do that and circumvent uh, playing through a game through that method. I, I don't begrudge people who do it, obviously. Like, I know it's a lot of time, and time is, is valuable. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to play your games. I've just personally never save-scummed something before for trophies, and I don't plan on doing it. And uh, so for me, looking at this list, it's three full playthroughs. And that that definitely made it a little bit lower. But it's a really fun game. And I've, you know, from a casual perspective, I think it's amazing. It, it does have that sort of reputation of being difficult, but... It's it's something weird with Souls games where all of a sudden, and Eli, you can attest to this, having you know started your journey with Bloodborne and then eventually getting the Platinum, like eventually something just clicks, and you go from this sort of like frustrated, like I don't understand, like I keep dying, like just redoing this area over and over again, like what is the point of this game? To be really kind of being like, oh, like I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's and it's a it's different point in the game for everybody where that's going to happen, you know, and some. People might not get that for like five hours and you'll never play the game again because you're just you don't like that. And I get that, mm-hmm. too. But um, if you can stick with it and if you can yep. really try to get in the mindset of the game, th- there's something really cool about it. And uh, it's got a really huge HP Lovecraft influence and a really gothic horror influence as well. So it's just a really pretty game. Um, and, yeah, I would recommend it to all PS4 owners, obviously, because it's this high on the list. So. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, what I would the, have to uh, say. The when you kind of when it kind of clicks, the I think that happens in a lot of other games. Yep. I'm noticing that with Hero Siege, I'm starting to click, but it's way more prevalent in these types of games because it is so punishing at the beginning. So when it does click, it feels a lot more magical. Yes. You feel a lot more badass because of the torture you've gone through. Right. There is no sunshine without the rain. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And the game's pretty cryptic, too. I mean, like, it, it is a linear game, but I could understand being like, wait, where am I supposed to, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what is going on? Um, the great thing about the Soulsborne games is that the community is so helpful in these that people are always willing to talk to you about what you're supposed to do or what an item does or how to, you know, a boss strategy or all that kind of thing. Um, yeah, hit me up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be glad to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be glad to yeah. talk about it, too. I I didn't do the Chalice Dungeons, though, so that's where I'm kind of, a little aloof compared mm-hmm. to Eli. Yeah, and I wanted to, to 
point out with the playthroughs um, and the dungeons. If you just do your first playthrough and the dungeons and like with the dungeons, you'll level up a lot. And uh, I kind of went over it on the other episode. But if you haven't listened to that one yet, uh, my first playthrough was with the first playthrough in the dungeon was close to 100 hours. Then I did a second playthrough with a different character altogether, started from zero, and it took me about 20 hours just for the playthrough. Damn. And huge. then, yeah, huge my difference. Fi- yeah, huge difference. And then my final playthrough uh, with my first character that was leveled up from all the dungeons took me, I did it one night in four hours. Yeah, your new, and game, I, your new game. And plus. I played it, yes, and I played it safe and opened up all the gates. So it couldn't be much faster if you're confident in not needing the, the what do you call those? The secret passageways back to the start. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. for the boss run doors, basically, is what they are. Yeah, absolutely. So. No, it's it's um it's really one of those things where, a lot like Resident Evil, Daryl, to kind of put it something that you've played, like, you can see on each subsequent playthrough, like, it really cuts down the time. Like, once you know what you're doing, it's like, oh, man, like, that's actually really... It's not that long of a game, you know. So um, yeah, this yeah, this was actually number one on my list. <laughs> it was, it was, because <laughs> the uh, the playthroughs are misleading in that regard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. it's not a typical game that like oh it takes this amount of time. Yep. To walk through the level and listen to all these cutscenes. I agree. I I think the reason that I'd put it a little lower is it's the only game on our list that you legitimately you can't select a difficulty first of all in these games so you legitimately could be gated out of finishing this game based on your skill level it is possible that you are just not going to be good enough to finish this game totally possible um whereas a a lot of the other games on this list i think you can get through even if you're not that skilled of a gamer so yeah. Um, all right. So moving on from that, I think there's a good discussion there on Bloodborne. Number seven is Ratchet and Clank, the uh, the reboot or I guess remake. I don't know exactly what to call it. I never played the original. So. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of these actually non full priced games um, from Insomniac, who you know Insomniac is now a first party studio and owned by Sony. When they released this game, they were not. And uh, yeah, so what do you guys think of... I, first of all, has, has everyone played Ratchet & Clank? Everyone's played this game or no? Not I played the original. One. Played the original. Okay, so um, I I did play this game. Um, I did not trophy hunt in it. It was pre-trophy hunting days for me, but I really enjoyed it casually. And looking at the trophy list, a lot of them are story-based. Um, there's a few collectibles, but in a 3D sort of collectathon style game having collectible trophies is not that egregious to me. It actually makes a lot of sense. So I'm, I'm not going to really ding it for that. There's one difficulty-specific trophy and a few missables that are not that hard to obtain. So overall, it's a relatively quick game. You do have to do two playthroughs, um, so that's why I didn't put it like right at the top. But um, it's just a really like family-friendly, fun, and funny uh, game. And it's different than a lot of other types of games that Sony makes. I mean, there's this trend of them doing realistic, dark, third-person, you know, action mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. And this is a lighthearted, more, like, fun game. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you guys think? I think this series is awesome. And I think the remake looks beautiful. Yeah. And it does have a pretty decent trophy list. There's a really, you know... uh yeah, it is really good. Besides the two playthroughs, that's 
eh, but yeah um yeah it's pretty cool and i like i like adventuring for the collectibles so right cool for me <laughs> Very i just good. don't like remakes yeah i know you're generally kind of against against those but mm-hmm. um i think it's you know and clearly it did very well it's getting a sequel and uh it's gonna be that sequel the rift apart is gonna be i don't know if it's not a launch title for ps5 but it's coming out soon after the launch of the ps5 and mm-hmm. uh ratchet and clank again it's an insomniac game so that in combination with the other titles insomniac made this generation contributed to their acquisition from sony um and becoming a first party studio so clearly sony likes what they saw as well yeah i had this one at six on my list okay um so it ended up right where you thought there's a, yeah uh there there was the three trophies that were tied to um beating races in a certain time i i kind of put it a little bit higher on the list or lower on the list just because of that yeah but they they seem they seem respectable like the three trophies had 4.3 percent and the other two were around that range so i don't think it's as difficult as i thought it was yeah and um you guys know me you know I've, i've always called out like trophies that are tied to like pop culture so uh, this one had a couple that I really did like, which was the Winner Winner sh- Sand Shark Dinner, which <laughs> you guys know is PUBG. Yep, yep. And uh, I shot down your Battleship, so I <laughs> thought that was pretty cool because I did play Battleship growing up. So, um, yeah, stuff like that, you know, it always stands out to me, and I really enjoyed those little Easter eggs that, you know, are a part of the trophy list. Right, right. I like Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's a very funny and just fun game. Um, I did a couple YouTube videos for this, actually, because when this came out, I was still writing for a website. And so I did, like, some initial articles on this game. And, um, yeah, it, it's really good. I'd recommend it to everyone. And you can get it for cheap now. I think it's in the PlayStation Hits category of $20. Um, in fact, a lot of the games on our overall 23 games list are in that category, unless they're more recent releases. So, you know, check it out. Check it out. All right, moving on to the last of the lower bracket of the top 10, so the 6 through 10 slots. Uh, coming in at number 6 is Days Gone. Um, oddly relevant, given we have a few people in our Discord who are playing through that game, and I did play a couple hours of it uh, at the beginning of Spooktober. Uh, I don't think either of you have played it, right? No. Okay. No. So, yeah, I can't speak to it too much from a gameplay perspective yet because I did only just kind of get into it, but... I know from a trophy hunting perspective, the thing that keeps coming up uh, when you talk to people about this game is it's doable, it just takes time. Or it's simple and it's easy, but it just takes time. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm not going to begrudge that being a trophy-centric podcast here. Like, that, that's a pretty good thing. Uh, you know, so one playthrough, you can get everything in the cleanup and free roam after the fact from the story. Um, you can play on any difficulty. It's not too, you know, difficult of a game in the first place from what I hear. So it's just a little bit of a longer uh, hunt coming in at about 60 hours, according to PSN profiles. And, uh, you know, looking at the breakdown of the categories of the trophies, right? Bulk of them are in the unmissable category. And then the second biggest bulk are in the story category. So great, you know. Um, And then there's a couple that are a bit grindy. And like most open world third person games, you're just going to have to essentially 100% the world. Um, the one nice thing is I don't believe you have to collect all of the collectibles for the trophies on that here. It's just finding, I think, 75% of the overall collectibles 
um, which is a much nicer way of doing that, I think. So, yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. It just seems like a, you know, this is Sony Bend uh, Studios, by the way. It seems like a nice sort of attempt at a, an easier open world game, Platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, oh, yeah, we get to have ourselves here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to get Going too far forward, ahead of ourselves. Going forward, there's a theme. Yeah, there is a theme. Um, and, again, I don't have too much else to add because I haven't actually played this game. And I don't think any of us have. So it's a little, you know, we're just going off of the list and the difficulty and stuff like that. But that's that's why Days Gone comes in at the number six slot. Anything else yeah, to I wanna, say there? Yeah, I want to point out Persona 5 is actually easier. Persona 5 is just, easier? Yeah. It's, it just takes time. Just 140 hours <laughs> of it time. It takes a lot of time, though. <laughs> it takes, you know, yeah, degrees of, yeah, it's like three of Days Gone. So. Mm-hmm. And going back to Ratchet and Clank, it is like the release is 2021. So it's not exactly soon after the mm, release of the okay. PlayStation 5, but okay. it's, there's no set date, but it's t- next year. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Um, so that, I think that, and Daryl, do you have anything to add on Days Gone? You have any intention of playing this game for either of you or no? Yeah, I'll definitely play this at some point. Probably when I move and don't have any internet for a while probably have this like saved to my playstation before then this is like one of those games i've been wanting to play Mm -hmm. just because of the 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 background story and what we're gonna be going through it's pretty cool yeah i'm a big walking dead fan so if this uh was anything like the show I, i would most certainly enjoy it yeah i think i think you will enjoy it then from the the few hours that i played um, it seems like a seems like a good game. It's just one of those things where I'm really like it has to be the right time and right place for me to really get into an open world game like that. Like I have to be in the mindset of like really wanting to get invested in it. And I just didn't feel that way when I started it. It was good. You know, I'm not going to say I, I didn't like the couple hours I played, but um, yeah, just fell off. So. All yeah, right. It's on the top on the top of my. uh maybe one day list <laughs> yeah there you go i think that's a, a good spot for it to be um yeah i don't own it yet so all right so yeah, i will say um <laughs> as we start to get down towards the the top five um a lot of the a lot of the games are games that we might have played or all three of us have never played before so be curious to see what um you know what, what we think or what the people think about it yep totally yeah, and with all of them, you know, I, I want to hear people's lists too. You know, like, where would you guys rate these? Like, if you guys are in the Discord and you want to comment on this after the fact or shoot us a message or leave a comment on iTunes or, you know, SoundCloud, like, whatever, you know, let us know, like, if you agree or disagree, because these are, of course, subjective things. But I think the method with which we compiled the list and averaged it out is a fair way to sort of give Trophy Talk podcasts, like, our group's representation of the list. So... Or interpretation, I should say. There's um, no iron team. Exactly. Exactly. So getting into the top five, this is where you know things get serious here. <laughs> Real spicy. Real serious. Um, so clocking in at number five is a game that I have not played, but is in my top of my <laughs> backlog, right, of games to beat on PS4 before I move on to PS5. And that is Horizon Zero Dawn. So what do you guys think about this guy? I don't like the trophies. Oh, okay. I think the the trophy titles have are terrible 
Because if you look at them, they are like what you would read for a trophy description. Exactly. Yep. That was like my big thing. I, I did rate it pretty high at three, mm -hmm. but um, it did get pretty tough as we try to narrow down the top five. So I just put it there. Uh, probably interchangeable with Days yeah. Gone. Mm -hmm. I was like seven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, uh, yeah. it's it's a pretty straightforward list is, is partially it why is. it's rated so high. It's another one of these, you know, third person open world games. Um, but, um, you know, the 60 hours that you would need for Days Gone, this is clocking in at 40 hours. So that's why I rated it a little higher because I think it respects your time a little bit more. And mm -hmm. the unmissables and the story-related trophies, again, make up the bulk of the trophy list. And the collectibles, if you look at the descriptions, like, okay, first ancient vessel found, that's one trophy. Then all ancient vessels found is another. And that's a continuing trend. So it's first ancient vessel, first Banuk figure, first metal flower, first vantage, and then doing all of those. And so that's, like, the bulk of them. And then it's just downed 23 grazer dummies. I have no fucking clue what that means, but whatever. And then got the shield weaver outfit. So... Even the ones that you're not going to earn automatically seem to just be tied to picking up collectibles for the most part. And from what I've understood of the game, you can get maps that show you their location on the overworld map. Really not that hard. So just going and picking it up. Um, mm -hmm. And the setting is really cool for the game. I like that it's like sci-fi, but also sort of tribalistic and like, you know, I don't know what the word to, would be to describe it. It's, it's old and new at the same time. You got robot dinosaurs. Um, you got bow and arrow combat, you know. Yeah, that was like one of the biggest factors for me, especially in this whole rating system. I like, I like creative games. Yeah. You know, uh, robot dinosaurs, very creative. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why it's it it ranks so high, and because uh, that's super cool. Absolutely. You need to be creative. You don't need these uh, cookie cutter zombie games. Days gone. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Hey, they're they're not zombies. They're freakers. Okay. Oh, they're freakers. They're freakers. All right. <laughs> but um, also, you don't have to play on any specific difficulty. Again, it's another theme with the Sony first-party open-world games, right? Nothing is really missable because there's free play. No difficulty-related stuff. Like mm -hmm. you know, two things that I. Kind of <laughs> it's a second-party game. It's not first-party. So. Bloodborne. Yeah. So from software yeah, is not owned yeah. by. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so we first. I put it in there because it's an exclusive. <laughs> I, like I said at the beginning, okay. the, we we did select these games, right? It's not like I took a list of every single first-party game and only did those. Bloodborne, to me, seemed like a first-party game relative to this generation, so that's why it's on there. Um, but okay. But yeah, so that I mean, I think it's pretty self-evident why this game would be in the top five. It's you know relatively short grind for a good story and a good list. And, um, you know, maybe the only thing I could ding it on is that there's too many fucking bronze trophies in this game. Again, 65 mm. bronze trophies, dude. With the dingers. Like, come on. Really? Do you need that many trophies? Just get rid of 30 of them and put in a gold. I don't know. Holy like, fuck. You know, like, there's so many trophies in this game. Um, whatever. Dude, that's crazy. It's, what I know. It's It's insane. Like... Yeah, I guess you'll yeah, be popping them all the time, so that's kind of exciting. You'll, you know, every time you sit down and play the game, you'll probably get something. But well, there's a lot of those first, and then a lot of that lasts. Right, exactly. So that's like it'd be front and heavy loaded. Yep. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like a Apple Core. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. 
All right, so let's go ahead and get into then the number four slots. Um, I don't really have much else to say about Horizon because I've, I don't think, you know, again, none of us have played that game just yet. So um, I know that it, it, it deserves to be in the top five slot, but I just have not got around to it yet. So mm -hmm. um, coming in at number four, and actually this game is stamped with the exceptional high quality bar from the PSN profile site, which is God of War. <laughs> so, I mean, what a fucking game. You know, I, I don't I don't have enough good things probably to say about this game. So yeah, why don't why don't you why don't you guys take it away? <laughs> you don't have enough good things to say? Like I I mean yeah, there's just like I have too many. Sorry, <laughs> too many. Too many good things too to many. say about this game. I have okay. only really one complaint, which I'll get to in a bit. So oh yeah. Do so you want us to talk about it first? Yeah, what the hell? Let's hear this thing. What are you talking about? Save it for later. Oh, my, What's so your complaint? My one complaint is that the map is awful in the game. And the fast travel mm. system, I've heard it's been patched, and I need to be clear, I played this game the week it came out. So I was playing it, and it's like really early form. The fast travel was pretty shit if you were trying to clean up collectibles at the end. And it was a situation where I played through the game and was missing collectibles. And I was like, I have to watch a guide that goes in chronological order to find Odin's ravens. Are you fucking kidding me? So I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't have the plat in this game. I'm missing the ravens. I'm missing a couple dig sites and some artifacts, which I have most of. But I've done all of the Valkyries, um, all the optional areas, you know. But yeah, I wasn't going to go back and do it. And quite frankly, the story was so good. I was like, I don't really need to like, I don't want to replay it. Just for the collectibles, I feel like I got everything I needed out of that game on my first pass through because it was so, so you good. Gotta, you got to set it up like I do with the uh, make that be your last trophy. That's exactly why I did that. Yep. Yeah, you did the, it. Uh, you did it better than I did for sure. So the game made me tear up and uh, yeah, I let it go after that, you know? Mm-hmm. I <laughs> so, mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this game has a phenomenal story mm -hmm. along coupled with a phenomenal trophy list. Fun playthrough. Four out of 10, 40 hours, yep. enjoy the story, do optional stuff, which uh, Nippelheim's not very fun, but uh, <laughs> Muspelheim was a bit rough as well. There's definitely some challenge there. Mm -hmm. And when I did it, I ought to be repent my sins. And I did those on easy Yep. because uh, I took a break from it and I came back and I couldn't even figure out how to swing my sword anymore. So I dropped it to easy uh, and was grinding Nippelheim out. And, uh, yeah, I just left it there to finish it off. Sure. Yep. It, like, just from a, you know, I mean, a story of this game, like, it's it's a reinvention of a franchise that's been a PlayStation staple for a long time that slowly fell away from relevance. And then this game comes in and totally reinvents the main character of the franchise. It changes the gameplay system. It changes the location and the setting. changes the lore. Like, it just did everything. This is what you want out of a reboot from a franchise. Like, mm -hmm. this is the golden standard of what a reboot should be, you know? Mm -hmm. So, for me, that's why I rated it so high. Not It's just because of the overall, like, impact and the story and the, the rebranding of God of War and, like, what it means moving forward. Um, it went from a franchise I didn't give two shits about to now I can't wait for Ragnarok, right? So, yeah. Successful story in my eyes. What do you think, Daryl? Oh man, I agree with you guys. Um, I put it at eight on my list. Um, I put it up there just because I played a different difficulty to you guys, so <laughs> yeah. some of these trophies were a little <laughs> bit tougher for me to get. Uh, the fire and brimstone and the treasure of slains, 
Eli mentioned the the Moosefulheim and the Valkyries. I know the Valkyries is not going to be easy on the higher difficulty, and I don't think the Queen's going to be any easier. So that that was kind of like my reasoning behind it. But the the trophy list is pretty straightforward. I like it in a God of War game. Did uh, you do those the, on hard? Hell no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you. I haven't played that game in in uh, since I beaten it, so I'm afraid to go back to it now. I probably won't even know how to play it anymore. Oh, you're in the same boat with Colin. I see. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I had I have fun with this game. I uh, I do like the fact that all three of us have played it, and it you know started up some conversations outside of like the free games that we've all played. This is like the one first party game where we've all played it and um, talked about it at work. So th- this was a really cool game for us to enjoy and talk about. Yep. Yeah, I think it does have a special place in the trophy talk uh you know us trophy talkers at work you know this is one of the games that kind of started bringing us together i think yep for sure for sure and i mean it was just a great fucking year for the playstation with this was in 2018 and i mean we got a couple games left on the list and you process of elimination can guess what one of them is also came out in 2018 just like man what a year so um yeah i i you know highly recommend cannot recommend enough like get you know get into this game give it a try even if you didn't like the older god of wars this is nothing like that and uh i think you will enjoy every second you spend with it maybe not the ravens i guess but other than that (laughs) those goddamn ravens (laughs) right all right um so getting into the top three um the bronze medal for the the overall (laughs) you know rankings of these (laughs) games goes to marvel's spider-man um and no surprise there another truly amazing and fantastic game and a bit easier and a bit shorter than god of war um coming in at a three out of ten difficulty one playthrough 25 hours you know keeping with the trends you can free roam and collect everything that you would have missed during the story playthrough after the fact um you can play it on any difficulty it's a third world or third person open world game (laughs) um but just the Ability to swing through the city and have it feel as good as it did is incredible. Like you legit felt like Spider-Man playing this game. I I loved 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 this game. I platinumed it in a week, right? I bought it, and that's. I mean, it sounds like it's kind of slow for some of our listeners who are like really grindy on their trophies, but like for me, I don't platinum games that quickly usually. But I could not put this game down. I was playing it right when I got home from work. If I was going to go hang out with Stephanie later that day, I would get 30 minutes in real quick if I could. Or, uh, you know, waking up early on Saturday mornings and, and playing this game. Um, it was so, so good. So, yeah. Spider-Man, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, it's Very the, fun game. I think it, I think it uh, I'm going to have to make an assumption here. It got a little bumped up a little higher on your list because of the, uh, the free roam. It's probably a little more interesting the and free engaging. roam is fun exactly like <laughs> yeah. if i have to free roam after the fact and go all over the city uh let me swing around and do it you know mm-hmm. yeah. walk around to that stupid circle in that blue uh pit or whatever the hell it was in god of war yep kind of lame yep. swinging through is that new york city it's, it's manhattan yep manhattan yeah that's it sounds a little more fun absolutely more fun parkour parkour yeah parkour <laughs> <laughs> hardcore um you know there are a lot of collectibles i will say in this game too like things that you need to get Mm. backpacks side missions landmarks hideouts 
outposts, warehouses, camps, stations, stakeouts, pigeons, challenges, crimes. There's tons of shit. But at no point did it feel overwhelming. And at no point was I really like, oh, I don't want to go do that. It was like, yeah, I want to go do that. Fuck yeah. I'm going to go kick some ass to Spider-Man. You know, this sounds awesome. And um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it really kicked off what Marvel's gaming division can be moving forward. I think I'm a, you know, a little worried about Avengers. I haven't heard amazing things about that game. But Miles Morales coming out as a launch title on PS5. It's also cross-gen, so available on PS4. I mean, I'm sure that game is going to be amazing. So, yeah, I don't know. I love this game. It, it does have 74 trophies with 54 bronzes. I'm surprised that didn't bump you down. I know. I feel like you had a little bit of Spider-Man goggles going on there. I, I did have some Spider-Man goggles. I will say in its defense, though, it still has five golds, right? And uh, the other games, the distribution was like two golds, 76 bronzes. Like, <laughs> what? You know? <laughs> like, you know, like, just so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played this yet. I do have one trophy for taking like a picture, I think, or talking to people in the city. I think actually. You haven't played this game? Nah. Oh man. But okay. uh, <laughs> it's uh, I I don't know. It's one of those ones where it's like, it looks a little too realistic. But it was kind of like maybe my son can play this and he can get trophies in it. But yeah. I don't know. It's just not on the top of my list. Sure. Sure. It was actually number nine for me. Well, it's still top ten, though. I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was going for a fair. It has a really high platinum percentage overall. And I think in listening to podcasts and stuff around the time that this game came out, it was a lot of people's like first or second or like one of their first platinums, right? Because it just happened so naturally that you wanted to explore the world. You wanted to 100% everything to unlock more suits, to get more tokens and points to upgrade your suits that. By the time you got to the end of the game, at least for me, I was like, huh, I have like one or two trophies to clean up and there, mm -hmm. and I would have done it anyway, you know? So I think it's yeah, just think, well designed overall. Yeah, I think part of that comes from the, uh, you know, leaning on Spider-Man's world right? in general is more enticing to more people, uh, you know, like the frozen lands of God of War, you know? Right, aren't as enjoyable for most. You know, the Spider Man is kind of like a household name, and so more people have bought it and played it, obviously. But just like the, uh, you know, the connection with Spider Man that mm -hmm. people do have is like, you know, he's a friendly neighborhood Spider Man. You know, <laughs> right, right. So exploring the world feels a little more, you know, gives you a, a more uplifting feeling. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, because a lot of the other first party, third person open world games, the standard for Sony this generation are dark. They're grim and they're very adult feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. um, this game is not rated M, first of all, like a lot. You know, Last of Us, you know, Days Gone, uh, God of War. You know, th these are M rated games. They're violent and they're dark. This is not like that. This is colorful. It's bright and um a little bit more like teen and kid friendly in some ways right and uh i think that really sets it apart in terms of the other games like that this generation so i agree mm -hmm. with you yeah and this was part of our open world trend here exactly you know i wanted to i didn't really end up pointing it out but that was the uh yeah there are all these open world checkbox games they make a it makes up a nice list it does it does anything An else to list. add here before we move on to the top two 
a couple cool Easter egg trophies that I liked. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, with great power. <clears throat> yep. So, and, uh, you know, the Spider-Man movie, you know, Uncle Ben says the memorable line, with great power comes great responsibility. Yep. That was pretty cool. And then uh, Hero for Hire. So it was a play on words there. So hire, you know, like hiring somebody for a job. Mm-hmm. The hire in this title was like hiring altitude. Yep. So, um, yeah, you basically just had to find the Avengers Tower and just go all the way to the top, which I liked. Yeah, that was a cool uh, trophy. Yeah, when I saw that, you know, I immediately had to go find it. That was like one of my earlier trophies I popped because I wanted to check it out. So it was pretty cool to climb up the Avengers Tower. Yeah, and it's worth noting that no part of the city is blocked off to you initially, if I remember correctly, right? Like, once you get your, like, first ability to, like, just go free roam, it's like, you can go anywhere in Manhattan. Um, It's not yeah, gated by cool. levels or, like, oh, the enemy's here are too strong. Like, you can't go over there. It's like, I hate that shit. Um, So, yeah, very cool. Um, All right, so getting into the top two, we're almost there, boys. Almost to the number one slot. So, number two, I think, was a bit of a surprise for me personally, although I did rate it pretty highly. Um, yeah. and, and, and that is Concrete Genie. Um, I've not played this game, but you've, you've noticed us talk about a trend in the more recent titles, right? And this game bucks that trend, and it's a smaller indie title. It's not very violent at all. It's more focused on art and graffiti and, like, bullying and, like, these themes that aren't really explored in games that often. And it's also a single playthrough short game that gets you a platinum trophy um, and just has a cool yeah. idea. So, yeah, what do you guys think about Concrete Genie? Yeah, I rated it. Mine was like four. Yeah. Um, very interested in it. I like the, uh, the aesthetics of the art. It kind of reminds me of Epic Mickey, mm, yes. uh, which my son played on the Wii, which was a bit hard. Uh, but this is one of those ones that I actually am for sure saving for him. Yep. Uh, because it is a three out of ten one playthrough. It's like eight hours. I'm sure it's something he can get through. And it's not violent. It's about art. Uh, so that is why I haven't played it yet. I'm saving it for him. But there's a, uh, you know, there's a lot of trophies. Yep, a lot of trophies. <laughs> Again. Yep. Fifty six, forty five bronzes. Uh, but the, uh, the platinums are like 55% on PSN profiles. So, yeah, I mean, with that many trophies and that short of a playtime, you're going to be popping like three an hour <laughs> at least, mm-hmm. or at least, right? Like it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is, no, you'd be popping seven an hour, 56 divided by eight hours, seven trophies mm. an hour. That's insane. What is that a minute? That's like every five minutes less than er, less than. Yeah. Hey, yikes. Or no. He was getting excited over yeah. Yeah. trophies in uh, rocket league. Oh, nice. My son. So this will be a good one. He's <laughs> nice. starting to get into it. Like, oh, I got a trophy. He's like, I didn't get that one. Man. What the hell? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we have not played this game, any of us, I don't believe. Right, Daryl? You haven't played this either? I haven't played this one yet. Yeah. It, it came out um, last year, around the same time that Medieval came out. And both of these were sort of smaller indie titles that Sony was trying to... I guess test the test the waters with I think and see like is this something that people are interested in? I mean, they have been criticized for making the same types of games over and over again. So, I'm always mm-hmm. happy to see them experiment a bit more or a bit more, excuse me. Um I don't think this game sold very well, unfortunately, and I don't think Medieval sold very well either. So, I don't know if we're going to continue to get these types of experiments from Sony, but I hope they do. Um 
it's just nice to have different types of games and different experiences. So I am looking forward to playing this. I don't know if I'll get to it anytime soon, but I will play it at some point just because it looks really cool. I think it's something Stephanie would enjoy either watching or playing with me as well. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really all I got to say about it. But uh, based on all the metrics I was looking at, there's no way this could not be in the top five. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Agreed. All right. So this brings us to the number one slot, the gold trophy for the uh, the ratings here. And by process of Elam again, you can probably guess what it is. So the number one slot goes to Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, the, the newest first-party game from Sony, actually, that's on the list as well, happens to be the number one. So mm. I have not played this game. Uh, I don't know a ton about it. But again, looking at the metrics, I, I had to put it in the top five. And what put it over the edge for me and what I, where I'm happy with it being number one is because it changed the way with which you actually explore and get collectibles in the game. So it still had a lot of those open world tropes of like collecting all these things, doing all these side quests and stuff like that. But the way that the game steered you towards them felt natural, right? You follow a gust of wind or you follow an animal into the forest or you, you know, whatever it is. Um, I just heard that it did open world third person better than any of the other games on the list. So I'm happy where it's at at number one. Daryl, you've actually played this game. You know, what, what, what are our thoughts here on this guy? Yeah, I, I have to agree with you on that one. I I liked how the trophies were tied in some way to like nature itself. Yeah. Because nature was like another character in this game. Like just the environment and the scenery alone was just breathtaking. Like you mentioned like having to follow the gust of wind to your next um you know place on the map or following an animal. And then, like, once you found it, you know, if you go in the hot spring or a haiku spot, you can actually engage in during during that um, activity. Yep. So, like, when you're in the hot spring, you know, you can reflect on certain things you've done in the game so far. And depending on what you choose, you know, Jin, the character in the game, he'll start to reflect on things like that. And a lot of it can kind of, like, resonate with you. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I feel the same way about that, too. Yeah. Or like in the haiku, you know, you could pick different, um, like different things to that, uh, you know, that will pop up during that scene that will actually transform into a poem. So that's pretty cool. It's not just like a cut scene. Once you found a location that you have to sit through for a few seconds, you can actually like, you know, reflect on things. So I thought that was a pretty cool way to make the trophies interesting to get. Yeah. Um, I do like that a lot of the side missions. That you get from like the different characters are tied to a trophy and then once you complete all of the side missions you get a trophy for completing everything so that was pretty cool yeah that is cool. and um yeah it's it's a great game i'm really anxious to get back to it it's um i had to put it off for playing mad max but i'm really excited to get back into it mm-hmm. and uh just to kind of wrap it up this game did have a pretty cool tra- uh, trophy which was Cooper Clan cosplayer dressing up as a legendary thief. And uh, for those who are a fan of Sly Cooper, this is a direct reference to that game. Yeah. Another game produced by Sucker Punch. Yeah. And what I think is such a cool story and looking at this game too in relation to the rest of the list is like, look where we put Infamous Second Son, right? It's also a Sucker Punch game, launch game on the PS4. So Infamous is at the 16 slot and Ghost is at 1. 
right? And they're actually similar types of games. To me, that is a studio learning and growing in game design and in trophy list design and in gameplay, you know, everything about it. It's like they've grown across the generation in a huge leap forward into what a lot of people are thinking is the game of the year this year as well. So, yeah, yeah. I think this got a little bit of that. Uh, uh, just because it is the newest game and the new hot thing. Like, I don't think there's really anything wrong with infamous second son. I mean, it, it's like, it it's is the a six-year-old yeah. six game. It's the multiple playthroughs uh, but that put it off. it's a three out of 10, 20 hours. I think it's not, you know... Yeah, there's a good and bad because there's there's choices. So there's a good and bad ending, yep. I'm sure. Um, but I wanted to... I think this does get a... It does deserve to be high on the list, but I feel like there's a little bit of uh, new car goggles for this one. <laughs> um but it does, I do like how you pointed out that they changed the collectible style and it's more organic. Um, I haven't played this one yet either, uh, mostly because it's $60 and I don't buy full price games, uh, <laughs> which I should start doing if I want to support the things I like. But uh, um, yeah, I just, I don't have time for it and I don't, I, would, I'll, I won't have time to play it until it's cheaper anyways. Got um, it, got it. But the... You know, I thought I, I, I haven't experienced the combat. Like I said, I haven't played it, but I think from what I've seen, it looks like a cool mix of like, Daryl, maybe you can confirm this, but you know, it's not like your typical open world game where you're smashing square and then hitting triangle to parry an attack or something. It looks like there's a little more in depth of a system where it's kind of, you know, more soulsy or more, you know, uh, engaging. Uh, but it's still kind of, you know, it's still somewhat open world combat. Can you, can you comment on that, uh, Daryl? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not simple as like pressing one button and the next. It's a little bit more intricate. Like there's different stances that work better towards different enemies. Mm. So you have like a variety of enemies. The game, you got your shield bearers. You got the ones with the long lances. The big guys. So different stances work better towards one enemy. And then, you know, this pretty much the recipe. And it's pretty cool because you'll get all sorts of enemies kind of rushing you at certain times. So it's kind of like you have to pick your fights. So which is the one that you need to take off or take out right away compared to, like, you know, the weaker enemies. So is it just the stance that changes? What's the, yeah, you know, like, what's the attack button? The attack button, I believe, is square, but I and think the change stance is you have to hold R1 or X. I can't remember the button layout. So maybe it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> it's still square to attack and then triangles parry or something. But they, parry they, circle. they added a, a stance mechanic, which is still cool. Yeah, it's a little bit of Neo coming in there. I mean, The one thing that I would say, again, I haven't played the game, but in hearing about the game and looking at it, they don't have a lock-on ability in the game, right? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? You're going to not give me a lock-on ability in a sword-fighting third-person game? What is that? You're going to have... I don't know. It seems a little weird to me. I know that from hearing from people, it doesn't need it, but it's just a nice to have, like a good quality of life improvement. Maybe they've patched it in. I don't know. But additionally, the thing that put it higher up for me, Eli, with relation to the other Sucker Punch game, Infamous, is the setting. Um 
I just like the idea of like exploring Japan more um, than mm. Seattle, and I like the idea of like the time period more, and it's based on a real series of events. I mean, it's obviously um, exaggerated and stuff and changed, but you know, another like cities kind of environment. We've we've seen that plenty of times. You know, like Japan, we've only seen a few times in more recent years. And Do we have to go back to our samurai discussion, Colin? Again, they're developed con- <laughs> they're developed concurrently, right? Like Ghost was in development at the same time that Sekiro was, no doubt. At the same time mm-hmm. that Neo 2 was, no doubt, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. potentially even when Neo was in development too. So I think mm-hmm. a lot of studios have this idea of like we we should do a Japanese game or a Japanese setting of a game. Um so yeah, I agree. There are a lot of samurai games, but I like samurai stuff. I like the aesthetic, um, and I think it looks cool. So, I'm starting to. I don't know about this number one spot anymore. <laughs> you're, you're not. I feel, like we had, I feel like we had better things to say about other games. As a, I don't know what to tell know. you. The I feel re- like our whole, our whole tower is falling apart in front of us right now. Listen, the uh, the numbers don't <laughs> lie, right? The numbers don't lie. According to motto. the way that we that we all rated and we averaged it out, Ghost was at number one. Now, is there yeah. a bit of like the new new game kind of syndrome going on there? Sure. Um, and relative to The Last of Us Part Two that also came out this year, I think Ghost got a bit bumped up because Last of Us Two is so divisive. So people were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Ghost! It's like the best game I've ever fucking mm-hmm. played." I don't, yeah. I don't see anything in it that would make me think that. But I do like the way that they changed how you explore the map and that naturally guiding you to collectibles and towards objectives. That is cool, and that is something that I hope other games try to be more elegant about rather than just a marker on your map. So, yeah, it was also like the underdog. Yes, it like was. People had way better expectations for The Last of Us, and then this game came out and was act was good. Yep. So then it got a little got a little bump there for being the underdog, you know? Absolutely. Oh yeah, big time. All right, so that was a pretty lengthy discussion. Spent about an hour there, a little more than an hour on just the top ten. So before we go, I'm just going to read through again in order from least or from worst to best, <laughs> what our list is of these 23 games, okay? So, number 23, MLB The Show 19. Number 22, Gran Turismo Sport. Number 21, Persona 5. Number 20, Killzone Shadowfall. Number 19, Knack. Number 18, The Last Guardian. Number 17, Death Stranding. Number 16, Infamous Second Son. Number 15, The Last of Us Part 2. Number 14, Detroit Become Human. Number 13, Medieval. Number 12, Knack 2. Number 11, Until Dawn. Top 10. So number 10 was Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. Number 9, Uncharted 4. Number 8, Bloodborne. Number 7, Ratchet and Clank. Number 6, Days Gone. Number 5, Horizon Zero Dawn. Number 4, God of War. Huh, little rhyme. Number 3 was Marvel Spider-Man. Number 2 was Concrete Genie. And number 1 is Ghost of Tsushima. So we now have the Trophy Talk Podcast Crew's ranking of the 23 first and second party PlayStation games from this generation to cap off the PS4 generation. Pretty cool. Cap it off. Pretty cap cool. it off. Um, of course, Miles Morales is not out at the time that we're recording this, which is why it was not included on the list. And um, yeah, so I think that's pretty... Pretty all-encompassing, pretty good discussion there. Um, I want to thank you guys very much for your time. I know we're going a bit longer than we normally do on these episodes, um, but I think it was worthwhile. So uh, before we head out of here, you know, once again, you know, I would encourage anyone listening to join the Discord. 
Um, if you're listening on SoundCloud, you know, make sure to follow there or comment and let us know also what your rating of these would be. Um, if you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review or a comment as well. It helps us find new audiences and continue to grow the podcast, which is something we are interested in doing. And I uh, just want to say thank you to all the listeners and the Discord community that we already have. Um, thank you guys so much again. I'll pass it to these boys for their outro and where you can find them at. Yeah, or let me know on my uh, Instagram or Twitter. Yep. Narshredder13. And uh, once again, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash merch.streamelements.com forward slash Narshredder13 for Trophy Talk or Narshredder merch. And uh, YouTube's been slacking a little bit, but I finally got my capture card uh, situation all figured out again, as long as this new thing doesn't poop on me as well. So you can uh, continue to catch me on Twitch now. And uh, we'll also, that will be followed up by some YouTube videos. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Daryl, what about you? What's going on with you? Instagram and Twitch, you can find me at the Tall Simone guy. There it is. There it is. Um, Whoop, and there it is. <laughs> there it is. You can find me on PSN at CK Present. My YouTube is CK Present as well. A lot of old shit on there. Nothing new, unfortunately. Um, I actually started playing Xbox One again a little bit. So on Steam and on Xbox, if you want to add me, my username is Flagcap. F L A G C A P. And uh, that's about it. Until next yeah, hit time. Hit me up on uh, Steam, dude. Let's play some Hero Siege. I'm not playing that shitty game, but I'll oh, add raid you on some Steam. dungeons. I forgot. <laughs> I'm on it. Steam too. Let's hit get into some there. RuneScape, dude. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you guys again for your time. Thank you for all the listeners. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Happy trophy hunting, everybody. Goodbye. Peace.